trying to figure out if I need to stop. As soon as the three, two, one happens, <laughs> everything, my head brain dumps. I have everything ready to go, feeling comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then once we go three, two, one record, it's just like a trap door falls out from under me and it all comes out. It's pretty good. That happens. Oh yeah. There's, there's this thing called uh, editing, Ben. And what you can do is you can make yourself sound like the most on top of it presenter mm -hmm. of all time. Mm -hmm. That's what I do with my Bloodborne or Elden Ring videos, it's like there's so much empty air where I'm trying to, my brain is catching up to what just happened, but then you just cut out the empty air and slide the audio uh -huh. over. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. My, yes, I'm yes. so snappy. Yeah. I've got such a good, sharp brain for live reactions to things. Yeah. People yeah. probably have no idea how much I edit all of our vocal the audio voice. for Defend the House. Oh my style. god, yeah. yeah the myth, myth videos, yeah, like it's crazy how much editing happens on it. it probably like more than I would say, more than half the edit time is just getting the audio for our voices in the mm, right yeah. place. Yeah, I have a um, I have a confession as well. I have an audio file in Premiere Ready, which is just like yeah, it's just fake. Yeah, like size and like negative Laughs. reactions. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I should really do that because I. I do the stupid thing of just scrubbing through right, our right, audio right. from the from the recording because I know what your yeses look like and your noes <laughs> look like in the yeah. waveform, and I say, "Oh, there's a yes," and then I just take that and put it where I need it. And if I don't have a reaction for myself, I'll just record one. Like, I just have like it's just like three minutes of oh, and oh, come yeah. on and <laughs> sort of stuff like that, just on repeat. I should really, I should really yeah. do that. I always think about that for like, yeah, other, well, other bigger podcasts out there. If they just, who go through a refiner, a more refined editing process, if they yeah. do keep a queue of those lined up to just be like, yes, okay. Like for segment, for segues, moving on, like mm -hmm. breaks and stuff like that. I think reality television and then also the myth videos are what broke the fourth wall on me on sliding reactions, <laughs> audio, yeah. like real talk. Oh, yeah. Real it's talk. Just the lack of the face cam. You can't do like the silent shock without a face yeah, cam. Yeah, you can't do the pan yes, to the camera. Like yeah. If I had a camera, I would do the like sideways, like half stare, like wah wah, I can see face the, towards it, yeah. yeah, like all the time. I do that when I'm playing, and there's nothing. I'm not reacting to any camera, but I still do. I it. can see the glance over the glasses. I don't know. It's yeah, amazing. that's exactly <laughs> it. just like the slight turned head yeah. down glance over, like, uh huh. Oh man, it gets me. Yeah, oh. but uh, yeah, like what I actually edit our audio before I edit the video for, in a lot of sections for our myths. Oh, like nice. I. I cut up the audio so that our audio tells what I need it to do mm. and then I put the video you know and then move the video into place yeah audio editing yeah it's a lot of, it's a lot of work mm. yeah it's the majority I highly of recommend the work. yeah and I highly recommend never editing a podcast because it's the most boring thing in the world <laughs> it's I'm in a discord with a lot of other <laughs> podcast creators and so it's like <laughs> yeah it's nice having um it's nice seeing what people are going through and just kind of like picking up through the periphery, what people are doing and 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 little tr tips and tricks and stuff like that. To the to your point, Jameson, yeah, the uh, a lot of the editors do know what a hum and a ha and a and a, a yes and a no all look like, or a little cough via waveform, and so it's that that type of nuance is always fascinating to me. I think it's really cool. Will I ever do it for this product? Oh shit! Stay tuned. I might. Yeah, <laughs> um. like our um, how long was our big last? Uh, roundup podcast five hours and eight minutes mm, like, yeah. I, I edited every second of that yeah just to just because it gets more listeners i don't like having our our i don't know i try to cut out the dead air mm. and the little 
throat, you know, clears and finger cracks. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah thanks so much <laughs> and uh <laughs> those are hard to notice in the waveform honestly mm. and you can't you literally you can't do anything but look at audacity the entire time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Got to try and find a comb through the start and stop of a little burp mm. yeah. <laughs> that's definitely talking about me <laughs> oh yeah yikes it's summer How's the summer been? It's almost fall. <laughs> yeah, end of, end of August. This one, I was gonna like my whole. It's uh, been a minute. I was gonna say this is our summer episode. I feel like almost seasonally, <laughs> the brand, <laughs> the, the branding uh, is always pretty much here. Yeah, your favorite unscheduled gaming podcast is, I think, a term we used at one point. Um, yeah, it's the summer, guys. It's been uh, it's it do been it do been quiet out there. I will say, oh yeah, a lot of a, I, and I feel like. A lot of little games getting a lot of light uh, mm-hmm. over the last like month or so, which you know happens. The light's got to go somewhere that someone's paying to keep them on. Um, so it's just been neat seeing what people are all gravitating towards in this dearth of big releases. Like I didn't play it, but like Cult of Lamb seems to be one of them. Roller Drome, all these games. Uh, Stray, Stray, oh, most yeah. highest reviewed game in the history of mankind, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, this is cat owners. That yeah, is they true. Are sick, sick people. They got ahead of that one marketing wise. They did a lot of good stuff to be like, "Hey, you're a cat in this one," and then just got it in front of yeah, as many eyes as possible. Which <clears throat> they worked. Don't blame yeah. them for. Don't blame them for going after that one. Um, I've kind of used it mostly to <laughs> dip into the backlog though. Uh, I'm trying to think what I've been playing. Well, I've been playing a lot. I've been playing a little bit of everything. Uh, I want to talk about, if it's alright, if you guys don't mind if I take the lead here. I do Please mind. do. Joe, do you want to talk about something? No, just being an asshole, man. You, you go ahead. No, that's fair. No, that's totally about You know me, dude. I figured you might want to talk about Glastonbury or something like that. For the music like segment. seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Could it feel like a long time ago. Yeah. Isn't it? The second to last game I have entered on my list of games I played this year was Neptune's Pride, which we finished like three oh months God. ago. When was so. the last Jesus. podcast? I haven't even Did, asked. I don't uh, think we... June 4th is when it went live, but we recorded it when I was sitting beside Ben. So. In May, end of May, yeah. <laughs> in mid, mid late May. And we uh, definitely we hadn't played that. Neptune's Pride at that point. No, we had not. We, oh, it, was, it was brought up that it was going to happen. Yes. Then, yeah, that was the last game you wrote down on the list of games played shit I, do you guys want, discuss do you guys want to talk about neptune's pride real I feel quick like, i thought we have I to even kind remember of, i, I know, we have sh- to kind of talk about neptune's pride yeah god yeah damn. so if you're on i'll when just do that game wrap up like, you, okay, i'll ahead, tell people ahead, what it really is real quick uh, so neptune's pride is a browser-based game um you uh play it i think you can play it with as little as four people i'm not sure anyway there's a there's a threshold of amount of players there's a there's a sweet spot i would say um, but essentially what it's about galactic supremacy. Um, it's a slow time game, borderline idle game. You can stretch the settings to kind of tailor it to be a little bit faster, but, um, we played it in a way where there were hourly movement ticks and a, yeah. da- a daily reset. Um, so really what that put <clears throat> responsibility wise on the player was just maybe check in every hour if you can, not a big deal if you miss, <laughs> well, everything's a big deal, but. Um, yeah, that, you it, sell it to people like you don't actually have to check this game every hour. Um, but it gets it's to, a full it's certainly it ramps up to the full, yeah yeah 
it's uh there are yeah depending on how you scale the time uh will raise and lower your check-in stakes but uh we played it on a setting i think that worked out good for drama for people being online and offline when they were um yeah anyway you we finished it nine and a half weeks ago was when the game ended (laughs) my (laughs) word um you pour your hourly and daily uh reset resources into five or six pools that in turn reward you with technologies in aspects of banking weapons intergalactic travel um scouting and terraforming which allows you to accrue more resources next ticks so it's it's really about where you want to invest resources in that regard to eventually build up a fleet of ships um so you can go take over the rest of the galaxy um i i'm there's a lot more to it than that, um, but that's probably where I'll put a pin in describing what the game is, um, because optionally you can uh, implement a level of role play. If you like, uh, the game takes place all in the browser. It's encouraged that you don't do communication outside of the browser or um, outside of the browser game because you are you essentially pick an avatar and pick a name, a uh, character name, and, and you, it's up to you really how much you choose to dip into that and not, but um, I, I would say we all had a pretty good time dipping into the role play for the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, be strong. For the, for the uh, what was it, how long, six weeks? How long did we end up playing it overall? It's, two, it's just it two was, weeks. It was just it was two, only weeks. two weeks. Isn't that, isn't yeah. that sick? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It felt like it so It feels long. like six weeks, but it's just two weeks. Yeah, so we played it across two weeks. Man, that's crazy. And yeah, there it was, was exhausting. There was nine of us all together, and uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone had it pinned 100% who was who or no, what was no. going Yeah, it was um, a lot of fun <laughs> seeing the narratives unfold, because that's, that, that's, that, uh, that's obviously up to the players how much that colorful narrative will unfold on its own, but man, yeah. just crazy stuff. Like... I would say, like, the way to describe Neptune's Pride is when it comes to just the gameplay, it's not really a very, like, special or innovative strategy game, but the gimmick is that it's playing in such a slow time period and it's taken so long for everything to happen that there is such a sense of investment to everything Mm. that you do in the game. Uh, Like, getting, like, traveling to a single planet can take multiple real days. (laughs) <laughs> um and you know when you've invested hours and hours across a week and a half into your empire when you see someone who you thought was a friend coming to attack you with a lot of forces <laughs> it <laughs> evokes a real emotional response mm. and i think that is what makes the game special is the fact that i feel like if neptune's pride played over like an, a day mm, uh, yeah, i think I it would still be fun but oh, yeah. you wouldn't get that sense of investment, especially in your character, the planets you've accumulated, and the role you have like created. Um, yeah. And I think the social aspect is also a very special part of it. Mm. Because um, one thing about the game is you don't have a lot of information unless you have a certain amount of upgrades. You can't really see around <laughs> you. So communicating with the other players is essential to know what's happening. Mm. Um, and also you can't really single-handedly go 1v1 versus a person unless, you know, there's been a bit of imbalance of how certain characters have grown. But most of the time, you really need to 2v1 someone to have any sort of chance due to the way the game works. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, like, building alliances, trusting alliances, and hoping that those don't fall apart and no one backstabs you. And that's kind of like what the game is built on. Emotional investments and betrayal and stories along the way. It's fascinating to me how much 
alliances aren't optional. Like mm-hmm. you, you like it, it. They are not just encouraged; they are almost essential. They, yeah. They're essential, yeah, and very necessary because you cannot acquire all of the technology you need single handedly just because of, to your point, how slow the game progresses. So yeah, like you will spend time, days, uh, investing in a technology branch, hoping that it pays off, uh, and trying to figure. Or you, you have the opportunity to see everybody else's technology advancements as well which mm-hmm. is nice, so it can kind of inform who you want to talk to or who you want to strategize against. There's so, a lot of number crunching. A lot of number crunching. Excel can come out for sure for this oh, one. Oh, yeah. So, um, I will say the probably the hardest part or the least fun part was like the first couple of days of just like not really knowing what to do. <laughs> or, sure. You know, because there's a lot of learning of like wh- ha- research and where should I put points and... How do the battle systems work and all that, uh, which was, yeah, but that's just sort of to be expected with any game. Mm-hmm. Just the, the annoyance is more just in the fact that it was like, it took me four days to start, like, playing what I feel like was decently, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be, you know, it'll be nice to sort of try it again one day mm-hmm. uh, and, and sort of have a slightly yeah. better idea of how things work. I will say, though, that you don't actually really get much of an advantage as an experienced player because, uh, I mean, if you fly out of the start and you start to kind of snowball, then you really become a target very quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, yeah, Which kind of happened to me. I mean, I could say I was maybe a little bit too aggressive (laughs) in my play style as well. And I maybe. But there's also like an RNG element, too, right? Like you could have spawned where I spawned, which is in the middle. Yes. And there's literally nowhere for me to expand to. And the and research, like, uh, 24-hour research tick is a big RNG thing as well. And mm. the RNG research, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the is first good. few days were definitely, I wasn't really having any fun because it was just like, A, I didn't know what I was doing, and B, I got a really difficult spawn. Where yeah, it was just you like, in the middle. I, I'm literally surrounded. I expanded to like six six planets eight maybe mm-hmm. uh and then that was it that was all i could do and it's like okay i guess i have to try and i don't really know what's going on so after like three or four days it's just like all right fuck it mm-hmm. it's time to it's time to time to just embrace the madness and yeah. chaos and just i don't give a shit i just want to burn everything <laughs> i can and screw with people as much as possible and that was you know delightful of course um so it'd be fun to play it again one day and just see how different that experience goes hopefully i don't spawn in the center again oh, yeah but if I, if I did it would be like okay i know sort of i have a better idea of what to do here for sure mm-hmm. but there's always a card you can play in the dms where you can like feign being like oh i'm vulnerable i would never attack anyone mm. because i'm, I'm oh, yeah, in yeah. such an endangered position so you can trust me type of thing and i i was successful at that many yeah, everyone really looked at me and were like uh you're fucked you better like help out and i'm like yeah i know <laughs> Please help. I would say uh, and like, I got help from a lot of people. The better you are at kind of like smooth talking in the DMs, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. honestly, the better like, that is like the the make or break of the entire game. I'd say definitely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And that's when it started to be very fun. It's just like I'm just gonna start trying to squeeze everyone for everything I can, yeah, yeah, uh, and pretending like I'm you know anti moon and not at all that mm-hmm. in reality that's not at all the case and yeah that that stuff was all mm-hmm. uh really excellent and what's and weird fun. is very naturally we three had an alliance right it, yeah right it's not crazy it's not crazy <laughs> joe joe didn't even know it was me until I, I, the I day of the last uh which is i did weird not because... think yeah i did not think jameson was 
<laughs> was Monday at all. I had not communicated with Ben basically at all the entire game. Like no. we maybe sent like four. I messages. was conspiring against you. Actually, I was rallying uh, people against Monday. Me and Ben were sus about you for a while. Mm. But Joe and I spent like a week and a half like sending messages constantly, and we were like not trying to. Mm. I, I at a certain point at least stopped trying to conceal my time zone when I was sending messages to yes. him. So I figured like Joe just knows a hundred percent who I am here. Sure. Uh, and, and he did not at all, which is very funny. <laughs> no, you're quite an early bed person, even for your time zone. So I'm like, oh, yes. this could be someone from the UK up at 3 AM. I believe it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. And that get, yeah, that it was really bad for the sleep schedule. For oh, sure. so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like every time you wake up, it's like, I got to see if anything happened and then you can't sleep because your brain's awake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, oh. I will be, to my extreme detriment, incredibly powerful next time I play because of my schedule. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You've got to kind of like rein it back off. You become a target so easily, though. I know, I yeah. know. I, That's what I'm going to try sort next of, time. You have to quietly gain your power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not so aggressively expand uh, territory-wise, I think, is probably the strat. Yeah. I stockpile resources even though you can't hide a lot of that stuff from everyone because you everyone can sort of see what you have yeah it's just a matter of where uh you know it also what... depends what you want to achieve in the game because i just went full sure. villain this mode and it was yeah like n- it was never going to result in a victory because i was so hated by everyone <laughs> <laughs> but i had a great time like making my character yeah mm. i was yeah to uh joe's earlier point as well i don't think experience is going to matter until you have a dozen games in just because yeah. of how Maybe. many times yeah. you aren't like just because of the role changes, hypothetically, some people may yeah. choose to continue to play a character um, through multiple, like the same characters mm-hmm. through multiple games, or like the the uh, the constant fact you will likely be playing with new players. So it's like mm-hmm. there's just such a churning of variables that accruing <clears throat> credible experience in this game, I don't think is going to be very easy. Um, at, yeah, out of both games I played, uh, a newcomer has won both times. Wow, awesome. That's and Rob, so, Rob yeah, was in both those games, and he's the veteran of the of the game. Yeah, no shit. Rob was fantastic. Rob, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> he um, was, yeah. If uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Um, he's a good. I was gonna say DM NM. Mm, Neptune's Neptune master. master. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love that. <laughs> um, if you are capable, I would recommend going and looking up a game board of it, or looking up just a game screenshot, so you can contextualize a little bit more what we've been talking about through this audio format for the last 15 minutes um it's really good it's really yeah it's like good. a sort of simplified 4x game right yeah and like it it, it has it, it would play well adjacent to an among us style game in, mm-hmm. in like a today. long play among us yeah yeah like uh, werewolf is always a fun or like or well everyone's a werewolf in this situation but <laughs> where uh you know those games really popped off during the pandemic and this game i think would fit yeah. into a lot it's of a, zoom calls among us for the boomers yeah mm, yes yeah, yeah, so you good play, you could play like eight thousand among us games in a two-week period but you can only play one game of neptune's pride in a two-week well actually that's not true if you can play it faster or way 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 slower because we no one actually really won the game it was more just like all right Man. our house rules have been met yeah, yeah. i like the house rules better mm-hmm. yeah Man. I don't want to. I couldn't sustain that for six or eight weeks. Yeah, it would kill me. It yeah, would kill I don't. I, two weeks was the sweet spot. Two weeks was two, pushing it. Two feeling like six. Yeah, that's like, Rob's kind of like self-made rules, and I like those rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good. Yeah. Um, praise the seventh sun. <laughs> <laughs> praise the moon. Yeah, that's all I'll say about that. Um, cool. Neptune's pride. 
Good, yeah, good, good game. I'm so disappointed we weren't able to like properly abandon all of our planets. That was so oh, oh, sky. Yeah, that was so sad. It would have been so good if just like at reset, like all of us went, all the of our sky. planets went dark. Oh man. Oh well. The AI reference did make me laugh though. That was pretty funny. <laughs> the AI like, went rogue. Just they like, went fucking crazy. When they look through the logs about what happened, they'll be like, everything seemed kind of civil for like a, a sand grain worth of time, but then things went nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's okay. That's what you have Premiere Pro for. You just say, this is, mm. this is the headcanon of what happened. Man, that's Done. so good. <laughs> um, that was a good time. Yeah. Great time. Can't wait for the next one. Already, already have my next... I have my next couple of characters in mind for mm. <laughs> when we... Uh, wow. Yeah. I have a lot of time. And this brain... <laughs> this, this brain do. You know? <laughs> this brain do do. Cool, cool. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to... And, uh, yeah. They're, they're also game time... Or game length dependent. <laughs> depending on how long we play. I'll play a different one. Anyway. Nothing. Mm. Um, also, one video- thing I didn't tell you guys is... Um, when I was uh, buying my Neptune's Pride, like, pro subscription whatever it's called mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, i didn't realize but i was double charged i think <sighs> just like the website's a bit archaic so i like clicked it twice or something but then oh. like the the creator of the game just like sent me a personal personal email saying hey dude you got charged twice do you want your money back and i was like oh yeah thanks dude oh, nice holy shit and i was like by the way i love and hate your game and he was like thanks <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's really, really nice. cool yeah, it, does, it, it seems like i mean it's been around for like over a decade now so i i definitely i think it popped off a little bit sort of like in I was listening, it was very weird. I was listening to, I've been listening to old podcasts, and the day we started was, we, the day we started our game was both the, what was it, like the one year to the day that your first game ended, Joe, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was also like an hour before we started, I was, the podcast I was listening to, they were talking about playing Neptune's Pride mm. for the first time on that same morning. Man. Uh, and that would have, and that podcast was like from 2014. Mm. Whoa. So it's, I think it came out in 2010. 10 or 2011 so it's yeah. been around for quite a long time so that's uh mm-hmm. not, cult uh, following yeah mm-hmm. definitely definitely but yeah it's a very good very very fun weird unique experience that i i enjoyed quite a bit Sweet. and uh yeah i should probably open my top 10 of 2022 and maybe add that as like a tentative because mm. fuck man 10 games this year Woof, yeah. good luck yep none of the games i'm talking about from no there's a couple of them talk uh there's like two I'm talking about today that are from this year. Everything else is not, which is yeah. wild. Uh, November first, twenty third. No, yeah. November first, twenty thirteen. Neptune's Pride launched. Damn. Wow. I played a lot of new stuff. Maybe Good. I- yeah, yeah, I have not. Um, do, do you mind if I keep going? <clears throat> no, I, I hate I it. I'm gonna ask it. every time because this yeah, is the first time I've ever been on a podcast. Speaking of games set in space, question mark? Uh, I've made decent, <laughs> decent chunk into Thirteen Sentinels. Uh, oh, yes. oh yes, right. Nintendo Switch. Um, to contextualize, I'm going to just rhyme off how far I my my percentage numbers because not that that will matter to anyone, including you two. But I feel it might it might just help a little bit. Yeah, it's hard to track progress in that game without just explaining. And it's hard to talk about. Where you- it yeah, is yeah. hard to talk about. I do, and it's also it. hard to remember because there's just so many friggin' crazy things. But yes, yes, please, please. Yeah. So, Thirteen Sentinels, uh, without t- talking about what the game is, is devised into three parts: an an analysis section to talk about everything oh. that happens in the game, combat mm-hmm. section, and then the uh, narrative style teen drama. Uh, mm-hmm. To put that extremely lightly, 
uh, is the third component of the game. <laughs> uh, I have 28% analysis. Uh, so that's that first section I was discussing. 44 That's like the... the- the analysis is like the like mystery like points dictionary yeah. sort of glossary the codex section. right right yeah. the codex yes yeah. okay yeah yeah uh 44% destruction and i'm currently on a the second roadblock like i need to play combat in oh, order to right. progress and 56% remembrance oh pfft, man uh, you've not you've not seen fucking uh, is that crazy cuz it feels <laughs> like, like you the, see a lot dude yeah, like the, the the second half of the story twist in that game are so it never stops oh <laughs> it's like the the back 20 hours it's literally like every hour there's a twist where you're just like oh the entire context of the story has completely changed <laughs> oh. <laughs> and they do it like 15 times i need to it's so it's, it's been it's been a couple of weeks since i've played it um just had some <clears throat> shit going on but and it's like it's it is episodic in nature which is beautiful um mm-hmm. and um i cannot get over how well done each episode is um or for example i guess i would always put anything that ends in to be continued i would classify as an episode in this game mm-hmm. but um like it's it's borderline formulaic it's like uh play a little section get that like hmm i didn't think about and then the end is like twist and then to be continued and they do that like 800 times 800 800 times there's never really one episode which is just filler it's always got like a little something a little there's always a little something and Mm -hmm. they they have that broken down to a little bit of play a little bit of question answered but then you had to they answer one create two and that's Mm -hmm. that's a key to a good to some good procedural drama. Are you on the, um, and, are you on the Switch? Right now? No, you're or, playing a 13 oh, on yeah, the Switch. I am, play, I am playing it on the Switch. Nice, nice. It's awesome on the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm, yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Um, the episodes are very good. They're like 30 minutes, maybe 40. Mm-hmm. Not even. Some of them maybe are like less, 20. Actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're maybe like 20. Yeah, because I just remember I played it. It was the first thing I played after I moved in here. Mm-hmm. And I played it for the entire month of April playing yeah. for like 30 to ni- 30 to 60 minutes every morning. Mm. Uh, and it was perfect. It was such <laughs> yeah. a nice, digestible, quiet, like relaxed, wake-up game. Yeah, totally. I did the same. Uh, and Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was doing that for a while. Uh, it was my morning game on the Switch with a right. coffee, for sure. Um, it's got morning vibes. I don't, it's just the lighting yes. in that game is so does, morning yeah. vibes. It it's is. Crazy. It's got a very, like, sunrise yeah. is happening. And it was fun to play it when sunrise was happening. It's in, yeah. Totally. Beautiful art, by the way. Some beautiful yeah. art and the way they do perspective changes is all like yeah incredible animation um i haven't played it in a couple of weeks uh but it's it's it, it only tastes better the further i get away from it which is crazy like everything amalgamates a little bit more and i'm still not quite halfway through it um the combat isn't really doing a lot yeah. for me i do like it like I, uh it's like it's there's enough going on there where i find myself having fun when things are going well but like I uh I don't care for exhausting the sentinels um and they you only get like a one or two turnaround with them before they expire or overload or whatever so I, and I just I hate overloading them it, it's a it's a me problem um nah, nah it's, the it's, the the combat's okay. like the least interesting thing in that game by mm. a it's large a palette cleanser it's, yeah it's very very basic and yeah. easy and kind of, it, it's sort of a shame because like I actually. Th- like that type of game you know the sort of rts tower defense ish yeah i i would have actually gotten quite into like a more produced version of that combat not necessarily like make it a third person shooter i just mean like more depth and more challenge Mm. um 
But also, yeah, I don't know. I think I remember we talked about it, Joe, and he was just like, eh, it's also kind of nice to just have it be like completely mindlessly easy. Yeah. And you just sort of stomp on everything. But I think a more challenging version of that would fit the story better because it's like, you know, humanity's pushed back to the brink, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the combat's just sort of, you, you do it for an hour and get and then forget about it for like two weeks until you're until the next roadblock pretty much like you said yes yeah be curious if they had like the art and they knew they wanted combat and then they shopped around for the execution of it like because i think i think i think it might have been brought up by one of you guys when it first came up but it feels like they tacked it on as it was like a concept of another game that got slotted in but it couldn't be because the lore implications are so heavy so it's like Mm. they obviously had an intention for combat they spent like six years making this game, so that's a that's full production good. began in summer 2015. Damn, and it released in Japan in November 2019. It's, so it does have big PlayStation Vita energy. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. big yeah, yeah, PS Vita yeah. energy yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, so that was a big that'd have like, been sick sure, on the Vita. Yeah. That's sick on the well, Switch. You've got, you've saying, got yeah. the better Vita. Like, what are you talking about? The yeah, Switch is way better. Yeah, than the Ein Odin is the better Vita. No, just wait. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, combat not really. I do to go back to the episodic nature of things. I do like that. Not only have they cracked a formula on like getting you to keep going and wanting the answers to the questions, but I'm surprised at how much they do reward you with straight percentage based, uh, mm-hmm. like just straight up telling you how far along you are in each player's story. It helps me want to keep playing the game, which is nice. I do like that type of encouragement i do like number go up um yeah which yeah. is something we we talk about so having not only big numbers in combat which is cool to see but then like seeing these small percentages go up for each character that you play as because you play as a lot of characters 13 yeah. sentinels um and uh yeah i'll, I'll take any little bit of success <laughs> i can out of these <laughs> video oh games, yeah yeah so it's I, uh, I honestly wish like every game just put a per- fat percentage number on mm-hmm. everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to know. I want to know exactly how far into Bloodborne I am. You know, mm. or like mm. how much of Bioshock Infinite do I have left to finish? And it's like number go up. The PS Five was yeah. Go <laughs> mean. The PS Five was supposed to do that, wasn't it? It was supposed to tell you how long a task takes or something like that. I don't know. I yeah, still don't understand sure. that system. Some of that fucking yeah. UI stuff. I, yeah. I I'm sure no developer uses it anymore. Like most of the features on that thing. Yeah. Jet the Far Shore has it built into the game how long the chapters are, and I applaud that that game i appreciate that yeah Yeah. that's cool it's like i will check that out one day if only because i heard the intro sounded really the intro still i said this when you said this last time and i'll say it again it's still striking i still i need it i I, that's the only thing i want to see from that game because the rest of it sounded like kind of a mess but uh yeah yeah i forgot about that game um i'm uh just constantly (laughs) surprised how it all works um i think about while not having finished the game referring to 13 sentinels ages room mm-hmm. uh i without spoil without overly spoil i don't know yeah we're talking yeah, anyway uh <laughs> i mean the concept you can also speak and just put a little warning in like it, the game's like three years old you yeah know? True. Like, I, I, know. I don't know don't spoil yeah. it i want people to play it skip five minutes from this point he edited it in after the fact but i uh i think um i i I think about the concept of uh, synthesize, synthesization through media and what 13 Sentinels tries to talk about by being so... Jesus. It's it's not complete to say inspired, 
when it is a complete amalgamation of 30 or 40 pieces of media. Mm. And so... It's like um, every sci-fi concept ever. It is, yes. But it's a Theseus ship situation where it's like... And they're not quite. It's built by so much around it that that is it is its own thing so literally. Mm. Uh, and the context matter being it about, like, there are people who are changing based on what they are consuming. I don't know. There's interesting parallelisms between synthetic and organic change as people um, based on media consumption. And I just thought that was... I thought that was interesting. Kind of um, reminds me of Dark, where Dark doesn't really... I was just really, going to say Dark, yeah. Dark doesn't really tackle any new sci-fi stuff. It just goes harder than any other media's ever done within its own uh, yeah. sci-fi world. And I A lot say, of, like, some of the best media is really good at being like, yeah, we're taking shit from, like, 40 different sources. Mm-hmm. We're unashamed about it, but we're doing our own thing with it and and refreshing it. Yes. Doing it bigger. Uh, and it's very, like... Like, uh, all of the Kojima games do that a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you watch 80s action movies, and then you watch, uh, play a K- Kojima game, you're like, oh, this man has no original ideas at all. But when they take 80s action bullshit and apply it to anime bullshit, you get something real wild and fun. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the 13 Sentinels thing of like, wait, this is just that concept from this movie. Wait, this is just like this scene from this movie. <laughs> but then it's wrapped around like a whole bunch of other stuff, and it... it it can be, like, sometimes you see, I don't know, it's weird. Some, some stuff that does that is so off-putting, but it's because of the way it's doing it. Mm. Yeah. But then other stuff does it, and you're like, oh, this is so refreshing and clever. I think the- uh, like, I felt that way even a little bit, like, on a lesser scale with Prey, where the, the movie, where it's just like, you're doing all the same scenes from the original Predator movie, but you're, like, doing them slightly differently, and mm. it's fun because you're sort of fucking with things a little mm. bit mm-hmm. uh, and kind of doing your own thing and kind of not doing your own thing. Uh, and it's a, it's a unique balance. and sort of hard to, like, it, quantify. It, I would say it's a veil pierce of being asked, do you like this? And it's, like, that type of feeling in a, in a movie or medium that's inspired by something else or... Not quite like, immediately something yeah. else. As soon as I'm being asked, did you remember this? Is this like that other thing you liked? Like, 13 Sentinels in a way isn't really asking you that because it just is those things. And it's, it's more it's just learning about yeah. itself. Get the and, reference? Yeah, 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 exactly. Whereas Disney is like pointing and being like, remember? Remember the, this the, thing that you The other side before? is like, the other thing is just like, yeah, the opposite is just we're doing this and we're but we're not calling attention to it like we're we, we don't need to point out yeah we're reckoning with we it don't, more than we're we don't need to out. say remember yeah. this you know we're like we know you're smart enough to remember this and also respect that we're doing something a little different with mm-hmm. the thing you do remember instead of the marvel and disney thing i was just like remember when you were 14 yeah. <laughs> remember that feeling you yeah. fucking sad old man and it's like oh and instead of beating you over the head with it, they just give you a codex, and they're like, "We put right. it in, we put it in chronological order for you, and oh, in a way that's so good, and in a way that lets you unlock things as you go along on your dime." So it's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Just fast. The codex is essential for that game. Yes, and, and it's really well laid out. Yeah, yeah, just a, just an incredible game. Really, I highly recommend it on the Nintendo Switch. Holy moly, it's cool on there. Yeah, it's just that would be a 
perfect game for yeah. that. Yeah, still like it's, it's like full price. So look, like, try to get it on sale if you can, or, or or pay full price. I don't, or don't pay anything for it. I don't give a shit. It's quite long. It's like forty hours it's long a, as well. It is if, long. If that's yeah. It, it might be a little too long. I, I would say that maybe it, there. It took like the first ten hours are a bit slow. I remember being kind of like, okay, can we mm-hmm. get going here? Maybe even fifteen hours. Mm-hmm. But uh, once it gets go, the last like twenty hours are just so crazy. <sighs> Good game. Yeah. Um... It, it yes. Mm-hmm. I, while I was on a Nintendo Switch RPG kick, I uh, picked up Dragon oh. Quest XI Assekers of Illusion, Elusive Age Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch, now on Xbox Game Pass. Um, <laughs> That's the one that you've played, right? On yes. The, on the Xbox. This is the okay, one that yeah. I played on the Xbox. It's on the Switch now, eh? Jesus. It was on the Switch before it was on the Xbox. No, that's a lie. It was a launch game for the Switch. Don't Wasn't it? Me. Oh, I don't. It was a launch game for the Switch. It was, was the first game, game that was ever, like a. It was the first game ever showed for the Nintendo Switch. I'm not what? making that up. It was the first video game ever shown. You are making that up? No. Is no. this the one that was like 2D, but then when they put it on the Xbox, it, they made it 3D and 2D? Yeah, it's it. It well, it came out on the PlayStation. How, what does it look like the on the Nintendo Switch? Yes, it looks like you can play. It's full 3D or 2D. Uh, it's the definite. Oh, it's yeah. I S can't def- keep up. All I can't need- keep up with Dragon. What is it? Dragon okay. Quest? Dragon it's Quest. Dragon Quest 11. I S. almost said Dragon Age. <laughs> Dragon Man. <laughs> it's just like it's just Dragon Quest 11 S, and that right. is all because it has live symphony orchestra, S. 3D and 2D mode. And what's they- the S stand for? S. It stands for S. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So it. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the, the, it is the only version of the game to buy is the definitive edition because it's the only one you can really buy at all and it's it expedites a lot of what was like slow about the original release because it originally came out on the PS3 and the Nintendo 3DS and then huh? the definitive edition came forward <laughs> for the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 and then the S edition came out that increased frame rate and expedited a bunch of stuff and added some content and added the 2D mode uh, anyway, the 2D, I <laughs> know, it's, it's all over the place. How old is this game? I thought it was new. Dragon Quest 11 2017. Ah. For the Nintendo 3DS and the PS4. 4, thank you. Ah. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I wanted to, I, I knew after I beat it the first time, I was like, I kind of want to own this game because I played it through Game Pass. So oh, I, yeah. I got it on a decent <laughs> sale on the Switch and I'm like, I'm nice. going to, I'll probably like get a steel book for it so I can have a physical manifestation of it. And that thought uh, excites Uh-oh. and frightens me. That's dangerous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Uh, Don't do it. I know my limits, and that is not playing within them. Uh, my... <laughs> next, the next step after that is like owning all the Amiibos. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. And, t- and that's like a $6,000 expense. <laughs> like, and some of them you can't even get anymore. Most of them, yeah. That's like you're going on eBay and like outbidding mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Yep. It's dangerous, Ben. It's a slippery slope. I'm in. I'm in too deep. Uh oh. <laughs> these these fucking guys are oh, these it's... fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's quite good, dude. I I'm, I am a mockingbird. Uh, it's uh, I've been playing this entire second playthrough, um, on 2D mode. Uh, because I played it all in 3D mode when I played it on the Xbox Series X. And it uh, expedites so much of that game's overworld travel in 2D mode. Uh, hmm. Like you, there's there's so le- so much less running around. 
in 2D mode, which is nice. Cutscenes are expedited as well. There's not a lot of flamboyant animation, obviously, so it's just like you you get text boxes, you know what to do, and away you go. Um, we'll say one thing I don't prefer in the 2D version compared to the 3D version is in the 3D version, you, you can see the monsters in the overworld, so like grinding becomes almost voluntary. Um, mm. But if you're playing in 2D mode, it's traditional RNG-based Pokemon-style battles or Dragon mm. Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest-style battles, I should say, um, where they just RNG pop up wherever. Um, it, uh, yeah, I made it to the halfway point of the game in 20 hours compared to 40 I did in the uh, <clears throat> 3D version, which isn't really a fair comparison just because I had the experience of the 3D version going into the 2D version. Um, but uh, I I want to iterate and reiterate. It is an excellent video game. It loves you. It is your childhood bed. It is like a warm glass of milk with cookies. I. Mm. It is so good. It's I such don't like a good, warm milk. It's such a good game. <laughs> it just wants to hug you the whole time. My childhood bed's really small. Yeah, same. I yeah. fit in it. But remember when and you it, remember when you were the size to fit into it. My childhood bed was also like. Oh, My childhood bed anything. was also like yeah. looked like a weird like mist Ancient. contraption as well. <laughs> no, it didn't. get some headgear, bud. <laughs> no, <laughs> lots of copper and mechanical <laughs> things. Cool. Pulleys and levers, steam shooting out every now and again. <laughs> Man, I was that. Yeah, that's so good. Um, <laughs> Fall Guys. What's that? Never heard of it. Uh, love those little fuckers. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Uh, on my Beans. on my uh, JRPG kick for the Nintendo Switch, would you believe that I played thirty hours of Final Fantasy VII? But the old one, Which, or the new the, one, oh, the, 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 the original Final oh, Fantasy. Why do I even ask? Of course, it's the original. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so actually, wasn't it like a running thing that you'd bought it like eight times and never played it, or something like that? You're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I'm still played some as well. Yeah, I did. I did play some like six or seven. I played up to the point where the first game ended. Mm. So yes, at leaving the cloud, leaving the city, basically, which yeah. is like leaving Midgar. Three hours. <laughs> leaving Midgar, which took about three hours or forty in the ah. in the remake. Where did you play that? The Switch. <clears throat> yeah, on the Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I had all the like, um, the like, let's fucking move uh, yep. accessibility features on, which is just oh, like, yeah. Yeah, super just, fast movement speed no optional battles yep. just like no turn down time at all just like go yeah, go go so go good. go it is cru- it, it, it has been yeah. crucial for my progression in this game a hundred percent uh the three times speed and the god mode uh and yeah no random battles you press in both thumbsticks it turns off random battles you press yeah. in the left thumbstick you speed up the game like you, you just right fly one, through that game and you uh you have infinite health regen and, and i will breaks. go back to it after the second part comes out sure out of curiosity and just like catch up and then do that Again, mm-hmm. once the third part comes out, just sort of see because it's. Mm-hmm. I, I find the ways that they've remixed that game really fascinating. Yes, mm-hmm. from what I understand, of the little I understand about the remake and its conclusion, I'm mm-hmm. very interested to see not only how the original ends, but the implications made in remake one. Yeah, you uh, would you would like the remake. The remake was excellent. I'm sure. Good, yeah. I want to eventually. And you would like the way it sort of fucks with things. I think. Yeah, it's, it's a way smarter than I thought it was going to be. Totally. Um, I'm level thirty. I'm roughly halfway through the game. I, uh, <clears throat> my current party is Aerith and, uh, Vincent. I like Aerith for healing and Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. Vincent I is, think uh, we met Vincent. Yeah. I, I hope Vincent's in rebirth because Vincent he, is cool. 
Is he someone you get out in the de- the deserts right after Midgard, right? Yeah, no, you get him in uh, Nebelheim. Okay, I never got that. Yeah, no. no. I got to... You'll probably get Vincent in in Rebirth, which is part two. I got out into the desert and yeah. sort of started to learn about Barrett's backstory. And, yes. I, was, and I bailed because I didn't want to... I didn't. I weirdly didn't want it spoiled. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to see... And I want to see it like in the main... In the remake. I'll be interested to see how they handle that exact story because it's... It, uh... It's pretty dark. There's... Yeah, uh, that's what I... Yeah. yeah, that's what they were starting to hint at. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I played this game when I was, a, if I had been a couple years older and I got my hands on this game, I it would have mm-hmm. fucked me clean up. Like this game, <laughs> like oh man, I was way too moody, and this game would have, I would have been, I would have had a sword, I would have had a sword <laughs> for oh, no. sure. Um, <laughs> when did this game? When did it originally? Ninety seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, because I remember, I don't think I knew video games existed in nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> I f- I fondly, this is one of like this was probably my second video game memory is seeing was being in a musty basement and seeing a 14 year old playing final fantasy 7 mm. yeah, i remember a, it as well oh yeah it i just it's seared into my mind i it, i don't know why i can remember them that pulling up the pause screen when it was new like really yeah wouldn't you have been like four, four or five? Oh yeah yeah i guess okay yeah uh crazy yeah. stuff i mean yeah i remember when i was four and five yeah you're right you're right I'm in the overworld as well. I think I have to do something at the Golden Saucer. Anyway, I'm not a. I, I gotta go back and play that game. I think I did get to there. It's like a weird party. Is that? Like I've a been weird, there like, once. Party and I have city? to go back there. Yeah, it's a floating party city in the sky. It's a casino. Yeah, it's a floating casino. It's it's a giant casino city. Yes, yeah. that'll be very fun to see in the in the remake. Fun fact that <clears> the <throat> the Golden Saucer shows up in Final Fantasy fourteen. That's the MMO, so I'm not surprised. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm not surprised. I just presume all the Final Fantasy games exist in that game now. Mm, that's a that's an interesting assumption, but no, they. Uh, yeah. I don't believe that's the case. Final Fantasy VII is a neat game, and I look forward to getting back to uh, playing it a little bit more. Thirty hours is like a, a healthy chunk of that game. Mm, been playing. I was like swept up in it, especially waiting for the Odin. I was like going crazy. It's cool. Very it's cool when cool. like the old old stuff like that can still man. Be I didn't like the dioramic backgrounds at the start that i was immediately proven a fool like as i mm. got a, a little bit like once you get a few hours in you're like the the sheer amount of the backgrounds is insane and the music as well uh, they, yeah, like, they go yeah. so well together some of the the, the only thing that looks like garbage is the character models yes They're so yeah. fucked up and midgar is ugly once you get out of midgar mm. like um Oh, there's a lot of really nice spots in that game. It's it's something. It's something, and it came out 25 years ago. Crazy. Yeah. I look forward to that second. What's it called rebirth? rebirth? I look forward yeah. to that quite a bit. Yeah, me too. Totally. I, I very very much enjoyed the uh, the remake. first. What re, was it just called remake? Yeah, what? Final Fantasy VII yeah, it remake. Was. Yeah, and then remake, rebirth, and then what I want to get to um the middle thing as well. Integrate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mission integrate. Yeah. 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 With Yuffie's story. It is Yuffie's chapter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did that. not I don't I didn't I have the option to go do Yuffie's stuff now, but I haven't. She's the I one side we, character I missed, I think. I think we might have that yeah, on I think PS5. So. I think we bought that. I don't cool. know though. It was so long ago, mm-hmm. yeah. I've heard good things about it, so I hope you check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. I think it reviewed well. Did did you do you get Red Thirteen in remake? Mm, yes, right he, at the very he's end. Right he's like the, the tiger end. guy. Fuck, yeah, yeah. Shit. yeah, he shows up right the, in like the last like, two hours. How have I not yeah. seen more of Red 13 content online? But I hope. Yeah, he's 
barely in it. Damn. He'll be, he's fun. He, he he's seems fun cool, kid. yeah. He's neat. Yeah, yeah, he seems neat, yeah. Yeah. Cool, yeah, Final Fantasy VII. Cool, cool stuff. I hope, I like, I keep an eye on it on EGS and Steam. Like, I just, I'd look oh, for it on PC. Just it's, Yeah, get it on the Xbox. Or is it not on the it's Xbox? It's not on right. Xbox. The PC version is terrible. Yeah. Mm. So, Damn. which is too bad because that game looks so good. Yeah. I'm, yeah, right. Sony, yes, yeah, of course. Sony will never probably let it. They'll just keep paying Square to, like, not put it on the Xbox. <clears throat> I wonder. PS, PS5 version is, like, 4K60, so I bet that, yeah. I bet that looks real Yeah, sharp. the Intermission Integrate did all the pump up pretty yeah. stuff, so. That's a shame that it's not on the Xbox. Well, uh, exclusivity shit is so, so lame. Yeah. Here's hoping it fades over time. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Not with Sony around. Not, not with Sony or Microsoft buying everything yeah, else. Yeah, I was going to say, know? not with like one, both of them. one big game company. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. Um, Hades? Love that <laughs> little fucker. <laughs> um, Tetris Effect connected? No, nah, I'm going to go back to Hades for a second. Uh, <laughs> I I love Hades. Uh, I've mm. been doing post credit stuff now for a bit, and I'm oh nice, still getting new stuff. <laughs> I'm still. Did you see the like full final like post credit ending, which is like a dinner scene or something? Yes. Oh that? yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or that is the ending. Yes, right? that is it. Yeah. That is that yeah. was my 150 hour ending. So right. Okay. Yes, and I yeah, cried yeah. like <laughs> it was like a, a good ending. Oh, it was beautiful. Um, yeah. But I'm still. I'm still hearing new dialogue, still yeah, progressing crazy. a little bit further. I'm chipping away at heats. Like I just, I like picking up that game. Mm, the heats away are the fun. Heats. Yeah. So I'm. I tried to get the achievement for. No, I think I did get. I did get. There's an achievement. Thirty six heat. Yeah, I did That's end up getting up. that because I I got every achievement in that game. Yeah. The th- those heats aren't. Yeah. A nightmare. Yeah, I love. But they're it. really fun. I really like the time. Mm-hmm. The time. The, I always heats. put that one on. I always yeah, just put the, the first version, on. like yeah. not the second. It's but, an easy. Yeah. Game. It's, it's fun to like, it's fun to sort of speed run, mm-hmm. uh, and and try and snowball and get as much extra time as you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What am I working God, on now? I'm just working on literally just decorating. I'm just trying to max the oh, decorations yeah. out, like just grinding and, that stuff. And my sigil, my warden sigil, down in the bottom left corner. I'm just upgrading that one too. Right. Right. Yeah. I never got into that that mm-hmm. stuff too much. It's but. just a cosmetic badge. Like it's really yeah, yeah. nothing. Um, Hades. My 2020 game of the year continues to be. I was thinking about. I was thinking about them the other day, and I was thinking we're probably this year going to hear about their next game. I would imagine because they they normally announce about a year before, and they're on a three year cycle for the most part. That'll probably be huge. That announcement. I. I hope so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I could see. I now more than ever could see some form of, and this is might be semi spoilers, Olympus based content. They really should just like do another whether, Hades thing, whether it's, it's so a sequel big. or whether it's a DLC. Uh, yeah, I think you'll I think you'll see someone fighting through Olympus. To me, I would love to see like a, a evil Sagrius fighting through Olympus and then turn it like turn everything on its head and then turn it around in the sec. Like I don't know. Knowing how they operate and the tone uh, at the end of like the no clip stuff when they were like yeah, in the middle of was- COVID and the game is shipped and they're like, what do we do next and how do we begin this creative process of figuring the next game out when we're all separated and at home and we don't have like the in-person chemistry i i think they're i would be very surprised if they do anything more with hades even though i agree yeah. they should have done an expansion like last fall or this spring it would have popped off or do huge. a silk song thing and just drive the fans crazy oh yeah just but i i reckon 
their next game will be another completely new thing. I think that's just how they operate. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I completely, completely understand and relate to. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I was just like just yesterday thinking like, man, where's their next game? I want to see it. Mm -hmm. I still want to play Pyre. Play Pyre? Fuck. I will play Pyre. I need to replay Pyre. Tetris Effect Connected has uh, taken over the house again. Um, It's on Game Pass, so it's been on the Xbox, and Sarah and I have both just been playing a lot of that one. That's a good, that's a good game. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to, trying to do a flawless expert uh, Mm. all the way through, and I got to the penultimate song on stream, the last stream I did, uh, and failed. (laughs) Those final few levels are really... Yeah. And not that I ever did it, even tried it on expert, but yeah. No, it, uh, not, I wouldn't say not even really hard. I bet if I beat expert, you do get the master tier. Something's telling me that that will unlock, which mm. will be good for me. You're also very good at Tetris. <laughs> yeah, Sarah. <laughs> I'm not. Sarah the other day was like, can you just like play some Tetris sometimes? <laughs> just so I can, just to watch, just to have it on yeah. in the background. I'm like, Sir, yeah. I certainly will do that. I think I beat that game, like, did the full, like, start to finish thing once on normal, and it, it was exhausting. Because mm. it, it, yeah, my brain just, my hands and brain don't talk to each other that fast. Maybe I'll stream some Tetris tonight. Yeah. Joe crying Tetris. about Raft. Gotta play Raft. <laughs> There's still more Raft to be played? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, okay, cool. Oh, good. We'll get to love to get to it, honestly. I would, too. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, would you? Huh. M- Monday? Yeah. Okay, sweet. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to turn up. <laughs> I'll put it on the calendar right now. Um, Death Stranding. Oh. What's that? I've never heard of it. And I think that's all I'm going to say about Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> were you, what platform were you playing? Oh, right, it just came to Xbox, right? No, I've been playing it uh, on my Ein Odin. Fra- so, via, I- via Steam. Okay, okay, gotcha. So, what are you uh, saying? Uh, here we go. Ion Odin, like I O N space O D I N. Odin. It's spelled like this. Ion space N O D I N. It's the fancy Kishi Joe. Yeah, it's the one. It's the I got my fancy. Oh, the Ain Odin. The Ain Odin. Ain, yeah, Ain, right? Yeah, it's this thing. Like Ain Rand. Like uh, exact, exactly like Ain Rand. Yeah. They should have. Why is it called the, uh, that? They should have dropped the Ain. They should have yeah. just called it the Odin. Just the Odin. Yeah. Because yeah. they get they have the Odin and the Oh, Loki. it's by I A Y N Technologies. Yes. I see. Yeah. Who are they? They're Some just weird, like Korean company. Yeah. I got They it. don't even have a Wikipedia page. They so do that's, not. That's, that's a little alarming. Um Yeah, there's a huh. picture of me playing the there's the startup screen on it there. That thing Where is farming crypto for sure. Oh, they're from China. Okay, yeah, they're located in China. I see. Yeah. I see. Interesting. Uh, so I ordered this anyway. I ordered this machine in April through Indiegogo. Um, after a couple oh, of reviews yeah. came out, and it has been tremendous. Uh, it's running, uh, GameCube games at 1080p, 16 by nine, which is so it's pretty cool. Talking is it? Does it play games na- like on the device, or is it all streaming from your PC to the device? So I'm only streaming Steam. Ga- I stream Steam games to it via Moonlight, um, but otherwise I'm emulating natively. So like I'm playing game okay, games. Okay, so it, it has like a functioning like 
Yeah, emu- like it has computer. the Google, it has the Google Play Store. It runs on Android, so it has the Google I see, I see. Yeah, so it has the Google Play Store. But I can it can the model I got you can load Windows and Linux onto it. If I see. You, okay. If you want, um, but I it's only got sixty four gigabytes of internal uh, storage, so I did not. Well, it's not bad. It's not too bad at all. It's four gigs. But that of RAM. is like that's like a, most of a Windows install. As exactly. Well, yeah. uh, SSD yeah. cards a lot, which I think a lot of people just end up putting Windows on the device and then putting right. Other, um, all their software on an SSD or an SD card. Um, but I'm just putting everything right on it because I don't plan on mm-hmm. taking up too much space at any given time. Feels great. Feels better than a switch does in my hand. Holy shit. It feels nice. I believe um, you. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Like it really just helps having a small, um, bust or bulb on the back of that joy con <clears throat> or side hold. Like the tab, the true tablet style of the switch is, I get it for pocketability, but it is just so ergonomic. Oh yeah, I see. There's sort of a, a little bit of circle, uh, like it rounds out cylinder back, stuff yeah. on the back. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Two mappable. So you can buttons wrap your there. fingers around it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, the switch is not comfortable to hold. It is not I, I really like hate, the Ori. Really hate the Ori split pad is essential. Like, is that the thing I have? I don't. Yeah, remember. yeah. Dawson has something or something similar yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen um. One thing I'm going to try and test out, my local library, 3D prints stuff, if you send them the... Oh, sure. Send them the... Uh, That's cool. The, 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 the print or the, the blueprint. And so uh, I might try that out because you can buy blueprints for like $3 and then the printing fee is like yeah, $4. The, the plastic's not very expensive. Yeah. No, so I might, try the, I might try one out for the Switch first, then if one goes well, I might put, get one for the Odin. But yeah, the Odin's been great. It's cool. I've been playing cool. yeah, Death Stranding on it. Play. I've been playing a lot of The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. I'm almost done it. Uh, Minish Cap, um, on this thing, and nice. It's awesome. I Minish Cap is, one. It's a, it's an honest to god a great starter 2D Zelda, um, and it's not even made by Nintendo, which hmm. is remarkable. It's made by Capcom. Capcom. Oh, I didn't know that. Made uh, the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. It's a perfect homage to all 2D Zelda games, um, and it has lore from like well not lore but it has like people from or aesthetic from Wind Waker and aesthetic from N64. Um, or Ocarina of Time and, and Majora's Mask. So anyway, it's just a really neat, really neat game, and i got to put it down because I'm playing it right now. Get it out of my hand. Um, no. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Odin's been tremendous for... Uh, well, Van- uh, Death Stranding's been great. Played a little bit of Vampire Survivors on it as well. That nice. worked really well. Love um, that game. What else have I been trying on it via PC? Not too much, just that. Death Stranding, huh. mostly, because I'm just really impressed by it i played uh i used it for remote play with the xbox a bit so i played a match of battlefield 2042 on it and that was fine worked great um yeah it's it's cool it's a great little device took me four months to get it i ordered it in april and you i know be the only human in the world that's played battlefield 2042 on that thing <laughs> very likely yeah probably <laughs> very, yeah. very, very likely the only person yeah. who's played season one for sure and that's over <laughs> next week uh, <laughs> jesus but uh yeah it's uh shit what else am i yeah i don't know what else did I'm i tell the story it. of me trying to play battlefield season one 2042 season one i installed it at like in early june right after it launched early june okay maybe briefly to me but definitely not a very completely fresh install of battlefield 2042 100% fresh install of mm-hmm. the, you know, click play on the game. It's, it gives me the wildest. I should have taken a screenshot of it. I think I might have and I deleted it, but it was a it was an error upon boot about like terminal failure. The game cannot be launched 
please reinstall or something like that. And I just said, oh, okay. And I uninstalled it right there and it gave up and I didn't even bother trying again. Damn. Uh, it just on a fresh install, it failed to launch with like a five sentence long error mode <laughs> code Christ. that was customized for Battlefield. It wasn't like a Windows error. It was a, it had the little Battlefield icon on the error <laughs> message. And I said, okay, I'm not, I, I'm not bothering. Like I can't be fucking bothered. Hey, if, it, tried, if, if a game's not going to start, when it's 100% brand new and fresh, then I'm not gonna, I'm not bothering. So you gave it your best. Yeah, I gave it my best. The yeah. season one map is like actually sick too. It's I so want to play bad. it because it's, it's so like cool. set in Canada. It's sort of yeah. set in my neck of the woods, which is cool. I want to look at it. I'll play it. You know, I'll get back to it eventually. It has so. big uh, Battlefield Four energy, and it, it like mm. it essentially just looks like a giant dinosaur took three huge swipes out of a giant mountain, and it's that's cool. Know, it's sick. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, oh yeah, I've been playing, yeah, Minish Cap, Twilight Princess, been playing that on there too. Um, nice. I'm probably going to play Galaxy and Galaxy 2 on it. <gasps> Galaxy 2, don't out. tease me. Because yeah, I, I got a dock for this thing, so I can Ooh. hook it up to the TV, and the dock has four USB 3s, sorry, six USB 3s. GameCube, two GameCube controller ports and two N64 controller ports. That's got more ports than my gaming PC. Yeah. Six USB 3s? Holy shit. Sorry. Yeah, five USB 3s. Uh, five? Five USB 3s. That, is like, that is like how many I have on my PC. <laughs> one USB-C, uh, one wow. HDMI, and an, an Ethernet port. And it has a, the, the dock has a screw. Like You can screw the back off and put a screw in SSD there. So anytime you drop Jeez. it into it, it loads. Yeah. It'll cool. load what's wow. on the SSD, which is, yeah. That, you, that is impressive. You could turn it into a real, like, TV machine, which mm. is really neat. Man, I want to play Galaxy 2. Yeah, I would do too. I've never played it. I've never played Galaxy oh. 2. Me neither. Yeah. I, I would have bought it if they hadn't held it hostage as part of that whole collection and then killed so, it three so months gross. later. So gross. It was extremely Yeah, because I, I, I tried emulating it back in Dolphin, the first one, and it just mm-hmm. felt a little off. Right. Yeah, and so I would I would definitely want to like play an official you know like Nintendo approves this oh, release definitely. and but I was a, not um, going to support that Mario collection. So. There's also a like motion control wall that you hit eventually yes. where some yeah. levels are mandatory and you have to like go into the yeah. settings and like ugh. that's why I kind of avoided doing it again because I played both those games via emulation and I had a great time but just the thought of going through the controller config like mm. every ten levels is like ugh. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Um, maybe for the Switch Two, they'll re-release it. Uh, gross again. With they'll uh, take, they'll dig, that, they'll yeah. exhume Mario's corpse and let us all take a picture with him. Mario is somewhere. dead. Mario for some is reason. dead. <sighs> that was that has got to be like the scummiest thing anyone's ever done. Yeah, it's so gross. It's so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. What was that thing called? Mario the All Star collection. collection. I think All Star Collection. You know, there's gonna be a volume two, baby, and it's gonna have. Oh, you can. What will be on it? You can just. You can still just buy it on amazon oh yeah like okay so their limited edition shit wasn't that limited edition they probably printed a gajillion of them and just said yeah once they're done they're done but the fact that i can still just go on amazon buy it from amazon for normal price but i can't buy it digitally the cutoff was and it's fiscal also, end, so it was probably meant to be like a fiscal end driver like the, it was oh 100 oh, yeah, yeah. yeah also it's 91 dollars. like fuck yeah, off i'm not paying 91 dollars for mario 64 and mario sunshine like <laughs> And they're they're ROMs. And they're not even uh, they're not they're ROMs. Like they're not. Yeah, they're, even they're not updated. even like remasters yeah. or anything. Yeah. No. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's. Incredible. I don't know how they get away with that shit. They're fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love them. I sop it up. Mm-mm, yummy, yummy, daddy. Um. 
Well, uh, 2040, yeah, 2042, pretty cool. Uh, thanks for the game, EA. Uh, looking forward to season two. Uh, played a little bit of Apex. That was Apex was all right. A little bit too fast. A little bit too fast for me. <laughs> I like my uh, I like my BRs. Like I like my pancakes, syrupy and savory. Uh, <laughs> savory. And so, uh, yeah, it's a little bit too. But to that point, though, Fortnite no build isn't bad. It's a nice little mix to fast and slow. Uh, but it definitely feels the most soulless of uh, the multiplayer games I've been playing. Goku is cool, and his stuff is cool. Uh, I never yeah, watched Dragon Ball. Fortnite. Yeah, I don't know anything about DBZ. Fortnite is just a shopping mall. It, feels like <laughs> it really yeah, it is. Every time. It really is a brand shopping mall. Uh, it's so depressing. Multiverses. Oh yeah. God, it's like the biggest game in the world. Yeah. Very fun. Is it? Yeah, like twenty over twenty million players already. That's that a free to play effect, baby. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I like that game. And and brand recognition, yeah. right? LeBron yeah. James. I like that game. I play as LeBron and I dunk on him for real. Uh, yeah, multiverse is fun and free. So, uh, it's just Smash, right? It's just Smash. Okay, but with like a wonky character roster. With a weird Warner Brothers, like, is Harry Potter going to show up? Don't yeah. They? Is, is the yeah, Dune definitely. Sandworm going to show up? Hopefully. Like, is, Hopefully. Is Furiosa from Mad Max going to show up? I imagine, yes. <laughs> I mean, Arya Stark's in it. Arya Stark's Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. Shaggy. Like, here's Bugs Shaggy. Bunny. Here's, here's Bugs Bunny. Here's Arya Stark. He's like, wait. Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beetlejuice is in there now. <laughs> Beetlejuice? So, what? That's so weird. Black Adam. <laughs> Be- Black oh. Adam. The film's like so out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Black yeah, Adam. Very Gan- strange. Gandalf will be in Murphy <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. New Line. Yeah. yeah Warner Brothers. <laughs> Unbelievable. It sounds like Donkey made this game. Uh, <laughs> it does. It really does. Uh-huh. Is Roger Rabbit part of the Warner Brothers no, they, canon? No, I reckon no. Bugs Bunny, dude. They're going to double dip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yeah, mascots. Right, right. Is Elmer Fudd going to show up? I hope so. That'd be a cool build. Gun. Yeah. Damn, Marvin the Martian, <laughs> yeah, I think. Marvin, Marvin the Martian, the Martian would, would definitely would be, actually be I, think Marvin, I think Marvin the Martian's actually confirmed. I do like Marvin the Martian. <clears throat> and Elmer Fudd. What other weird... WB... Could I be Elliot Page from Inception? I mean, Warner Brothers owns all of... Dis- or they are... Wait, no, they don't anymore. Oh, I, I, never mind. Fuck, I don't remember. Man. I can't keep up what did, anymore. Yeah, Embracer bought some... Anyway, we're all being no, embraced. No, no. I don't want to talk about, about acquisitions. It makes me want no, to die inside. No, it's so fucking depressing. Uh, exhausting. I'm chipping away at Jedi Fallen Order. Not enough to talk about it enough. But uh, okay, okay. I'm making a little bit of is progress that on, on that. Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. Yeah. Right. That game is. I think I because I try. I think I was like, I want something. I want a from game, but I don't want a from game. Yeah. So I yeah. downloaded mm. Fallen Order, and it's been good. That's exactly what that game is. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty. Yeah. It's 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 nice. It's, all right. it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um and then I played been trying to play Tunic, but th- that's a big iceberg, and my brain is too active to to right. We've never talked about Tunic, no. or Joe talked about it very briefly. Right? Yeah. It's uh, I see what is around me, and it is too much, man. And I don't <laughs> know. I don't know if it's going to be good for me. So I I dip in every now and again, but there's. There's a lot going on on the outside that that just has my mind going too many places. It's, it, it creates a lot of threads. I need to get back to it. I 
absolutely love that game. Mm. It's, it's a good game. Yeah, it's a good I game. Um, I love that. I, I haven't played it. You know, I, I beat it, basically, in... in when did you come back from Glass Dojo? It was like mid, mid-June? Yeah. Anyways, I beat it in like mid-June, just after you had come back, um, after a good amount of back and forth between you and I, and then I sort of, went, you know, you went off and I went and did my own thing and mm. finished that game, and I have a couple of bonus secrets left to find that I have not been able to figure out, and the only way I can figure out how to figure them out is to decipher a lot. Um, which it, it, it can be deciphered, the entire thing. I mean, people, yeah. Anyways, uh, mm-hmm. I will get back to it I, I at some point. Me I too. I have to read Me my too. cryptography book first, though. <laughs> Jesus. Mm. Um, but yeah, solving that game was one of the most satisfying things I've ever done. In, yeah. Uh, <sighs> I think amazing. it's, it's uh, like lost me a bit towards the end because obviously the closer you get to the end, the less is on your checklist and you're kind of going back and yeah. forth like three to four to five puzzles that you are kind of stuck on and i just yeah when you when you've like lost the ability to walk away from stuff you're stuck on and do something else it, for me i just kind of like fell off a little bit mm-hmm. um but i will get back to it uh, but everything previous to this wall i've hit was uh was wonderful mm. i really enjoyed just playing it when i wanted to and so i would i would boot it up poke at my four mysteries and then make no progress and then walk away for like days and days mm-hmm. And sometimes I would, and then do it again and be like, maybe just look at something for like a minute and then just be like, no, I, nope, today's not the day. Close mm. it. And then another two days later, boot it up and then got it, but done, figured it out. Uh, mm. And just repeated that for like probably three or four weeks is, is how I played the last like sort of 20% of that game. It was just like very slow, just when I want, not trying to force anything, just walking away when I am not making any progress. And, uh, it was so oh my god! It was so satisfying. Nice and uh, yeah, pretty special game. That that occupied like two and a half or three months for cool. me. Hell yeah! Because I started playing it like right when I came back from seeing you. So mm-hmm. that was like end of May. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me just check. I have an entire folder with like dozens and dozens of things in it, and I. My credits, I took a pe- picture of something from the credits, was July 16th. So it was at least oh, two wow. months. It was, it was like all of June and half of July yeah. and like a decent bit of May. Uh, Holy moly. And I haven't, I haven't 100%ed it, though. There are a couple of, couple of things I, d- I need to solve. I need to know what one of those little like, drawings is talking about, and I just can't figure yeah. it out. The game has some amazing like out-of-the-box thinking puzzle moments, for sure. Oh, yeah. I think I, yeah. I I fell off a little bit when uh, the puzzles were very focused around one format of puzzles. You'll know what I'm talking about, Jameson, near the end. Yeah. Uh, and I actually did like that because it reminded me of The Witness very much and mm, deciphering yeah. how it worked and I'm knowing that. that there was a whole like language inside the game yeah. you've been overlooking was cool. Um, but yeah, just like doing those puzzles over and over and there was some inconsistency with the rules of those puzzles and I'm a bit of a logical thinker and sometimes I don't look outside the box once I know a rule. I think we've had this conversation when the witness was around. Yeah. So yeah, I just I fell off a little bit, but um, I will get to it. I will finish it. And even though maybe the last streak didn't connect with me, maybe as much as Jameson, uh, the game still like as a puzzle game. Uh, some so crazy, crazy like special moments in that game yeah and some of the like bonus secrets uh are puzzles that aren't actually related to the other type mm-hmm. 
um, which are, is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a few that I've come across that are like, how do I? And then it's like a weird thing where you have to like move a, a thing around the environment. And you're like, oh, oh, weird. Okay. I, I Huh. Fascinating. Um, There's a lot of like, I wonder if this will work moments. And then yes. it does work. You're like, holy shit, I have the no idea. The frequency with happened. which I had a hypothesis and tested it and had it work first try yeah. was so, so, so satisfying. Mm, like, I would yeah. spend days looking at something and be like, wake up and then be like, I wonder if this. Mm-hmm. there's no no is this it and then it, done got it and it's just like oh i'm so fucking smart <laughs> yeah and i have like literal pages of notes from that game uh that i should scan at some point so i can have to make sure i don't lose them because it was <laughs> yeah. very it's very fun i took my photoshop psd somewhere i have an, a physical notebook and then i have a folder with a large photoshop file uh, like a 300 megabyte Photoshop file and a Premiere Pro file for yeah. looking at videos of a few things. Um, I don't know how you would do some of those puzzles without Adobe products. <laughs> I really <Yeah>. don't. <laughs> painfully. Yeah. Very yeah. painfully. And I'm still convinced there's like audio stuff in that game. Uh, definitely. I've never been able to figure it out. The layers and of that onion me. are just seem way too dense for me. They just... I, very dense, yeah. I know myself. And I would be manic if I... It's also optional. There's two endings. Is. One is like doing all the puzzles and one is just like killing a boss. So the game yeah. kind of gives you the ability to play it like a Dark Souls game or to play it like The Witness, honestly. I also think it does a very good job of naturally going crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, because most of the first several hours of that game were just kind of a meh Zelda or, you know, adventure game, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the But the ways in which it slowly gets you the ways in which it slowly turns you into a crazy person is one of the best things about it i think because it it starts with just like here's a little tutorial on how to do like how to upgrade yourself Mm. and it's such a basic little thing but it's like you just have to do one thing at a certain spot um but there's a bunch of those slowly that reveal themselves over the course of the game so that when you get to the point where it's like uh yo actually there's like a this is a crazy fucking insane puzzle game. It feels completely natural. Like it's a natural escalation up yeah. to that point. Uh, and that you, natural yeah. escalation, that ramp is really one of my favorite parts about that game. It's, it teaches it's a you very, how to like read the game. It mm. teaches you how to, yeah, read the game and how to look closer than you thought you needed to. Yeah. Um, in a really, really neat uh, and natural way that I've not seen a game do before, I would say. Sort of, I, I mean, The Witness. Uh, the witness is fairly similar, I would, I, yeah. I guess, actually. Where Some out of world moments, out of wild moments. God. Mm. Yeah. Oh my god. God. My um, god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> meticulous comes to mind. It just. Um, yeah. That's definitely like the thing that occupied my brain the most in the last two months, and probably time-wise. But I, I yeah, that was so so long ago that I started. I actually forgot that most of my time had been spent with it after the last podcast. Yeah. So. Crazy. Excuse. Hell yeah. Yeah. That game. <laughs> Holy shit, that fucking video game. It's so good. And the music's so good as well. It you is. You hear yeah. the overworld music so much, and oh, it's, yeah, the it's just excellent. I love how it looks as well. I love its design. Oh, it's mm. beautiful. Yeah. It looks good on yeah, the that, uh, looked good on the Series X. Yeah, that's where I played it pretty much. Yeah. There were a few sessions where I, when I wanted to go hardcore nerd mode, I had to come over to my PC and boot it up there so I could have Photoshop definitely mm-hmm. open at the same time. Uh, and that's files. I there's a 
one of my fondest memories probably for the whole year will be the the morning of the it was the more it was the morning of the Xbox E3 show. Joe was extremely hungover. Yeah. I think I was too and we were both sitting at our PCs uh not in a great state but we were both playing tunic and we were sending things back and forth trying to like solve some stuff and we had this huge oh, the door revelation yeah this huge breakthrough of like six different things and realizing like this the stuff on all the pages you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah. That was so and good, just yeah. being like oh wow and it was like it was such a revelatory 90 minute thing of of unraveling secrets wow. uh, that was that was really excellent and being able to like share stuff puzzle stuff with yeah that felt very cooperative so much... that moment it wasn't like one yeah. of us figured it out amazing yeah it was sort of a very like back and forth yeah and we arrived there because we were having the back and forth yeah, Hell yeah. and then the back and forth that would happen for the sort of week or two afterwards until you left were uh were really really mm-hmm. good it was oh my god yeah beautiful excellent video game i love to hear that yeah i love to hear I love made that. in canada as well oh, nice. mm. good good halifax maritimes fella Crazy. one chap right yeah, one chap, except for the music. I mean, they brought in a couple people in the last, like, two years once he got a publisher, but mm-hmm. it was, like, four years of him just working solo on it, I believe, yeah. Incredible. I love those types of games, yeah. Um, Only thing I... Fuck, hard to follow that. Uh, Played TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Uh, oh, yeah. And that, and that game is cool. Um, I watched a stream of four people playing it together, and it was mayhem. Yeah, or maybe I wanna, six people actually. You can play it with six people. Yeah, I, I think I've seen that. Only played it solo, and I find it a lot of fun. It's a nice little beat 'em up, episodic, uh, tasty. It's on Game Pass. Uh, would love to play a co-op. So if, I guess the co-op is very seamless too, and there's cross-play. So if uh, we ever want to try that out, uh, that's that. But no one play raft. That's yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Monday for sure. <laughs> that's locked in. Hmm. Um. That's it. That's all I got. That's that's a decent list, dude. Thanks. Yeah, that's that's that you you played more games in the last eight weeks than I probably played this entire year. So that's <laughs> the ones wow, I got to the surface anyway. I thought you were a gamer, dude. What's happening? I know yeah. it's so sad. Like my my normal <sighs> year, um, total played games. Like, and I'm not saying completed, but like here are new games that I played in some capacity. It's average for the last. I've been tracking it since 2014. It averages about 40 a year. Mm. Um, and I'm only at, uh, I mean, I'm at uh, 23 right now. I would be impressed if that got much higher than 30 by the end of the year, just based on what's still to come this year, but we'll see. Mm. Uh, it's definitely been a definitely been a quiet year for me for games. Just not a lot grabbing me. Fair. Yeah. But you, you go ahead, Joe, because I know you've played a lot. Uh, and I, I've, I've more just been, like, revisiting some things, which I can save till the end, so. Yeah. And there's one thing. There's one thing on, the, on my list that we have played together with, oh, that's with true, Andy, that's which I, I will leave yes. for you. Sure. Did, mm. I, um, did I talk about Sifu on the last yeah. podcast? Uh, wait, Ben is ever very made. good about... Ben is very good about putting the games... Um, it's on here. No, no. I, I do so. not see Sifu discussed last time. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that was, that was it. quite a while ago, wasn't it? God. I haven't beaten I, it yet, because um, like Tunic, I got to the last level, and then I took a break, and yeah. I just like can't be bothered with relearning the muscle memory for that game, because it's so involved 
there was so much to learn and I've lost it all and I know I'm gonna have to go back and just like there is a training mode in that game so I can just shadow box against some AI who aren't attacking me which is a nice feature in the game to practice stuff right. but when you lose track of a game like that it's really hard to like motivate yourself to get on board because you know you've got to redo the onboarding uh, but this time you're on the last level of the game theoretically yeah. but um Sifu is very very good Mm, I, I love. Yeah, I think this would be the conclusion you came to. Yeah, it didn't sound I like love it the style of that game. I love the music of that game, and it might have one of the best combat systems I've ever played with, honestly. But fuck, man, this game is so mean. It's just so mean, and God, is it hard? At least for me, um, mm. this game might actually be more approachable for people who have experience in the fighting genre, uh, oh, I but bet. I don't. Uh, you know, mm. I've played From Software games where you slash and you block and you parry. Uh, but this game is like a proper fighting game where you are doing combos with like the left analog stick, like left forward Oof. triangle to initiate oh an essential move. And there isn't just like a dodge button. Uh, you have to know if the enemy is going to do a sweep attack or a high attack or a mid attack. And you have to block in the right position, otherwise you're getting whacked. Uh, and if you die, you go back to the beginning of the entire chapter. Um, actually, and you even... get older, right? When you die. Yeah, the format yeah. of the game is very interesting. There's five Sounded chapters, really cool. and every time you die within a run, you get older, and this uh, perpetually gets faster. So you'll go from like 23 to 24 to 26 to 32 to 40, etc., until you die. Just, isn't that just how real life goes? <laughs> it feels like it. Yeah, <laughs> I think 80 is the cap. If you get to 80, your run is over. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, the older you get, the more damage you take, but the more damage you output. It's kind of like emulating being an old frail master, which is kind of interesting. Um, but it goes deeper than that, where... So there's five levels. Say you beat a level, you finish it, you complete it, you kill the end boss, which is hard, by the way, but you are 72 years old. Then unfortunately, you are 72 <laughs> years old going into level two. When you're in level right. two, it doesn't reset your age you're still 72 and you will start level two at 72 years old forever unless you go back to level one and complete it like really efficiently minimal dying so you can't just beat sifu you can't just beat the levels you have to basically theoretically uh not theoretically basically literally you have to do the entire game in a run basically you have to perfect it yeah yes uh, and it's like, like this really cruel system where your victories aren't even victories if, like, you've done it while getting your ass kicked along the way. <laughs> yeah. And each level is quite time-consuming. I would say, like, 30 minutes to do a level. And, like, mm. you'll get to the end boss and you'll be, like, 32. You're like, come on, man, just don't fuck this up. And then you mess up the <laughs> boss and you still beat the boss, but it doesn't matter because you're 60 and it's level 2. And you're Shit. not going to get through level 3, 4, and 5, which are even harder at 60 years old. So, yeah, this game's format, I think, is going to be very off-putting for people. Um, I think this game is almost... If, when it comes to making a game that a lot of people will want to play, I think this game's format is going to be very off-putting, and a lot of people are just not going to want to go through this experience. Um, now, they did add difficulty options recently, which is exciting for someone like me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm playing on normal, and this game's kicking my ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think I'm on level five, but I think on level five, that's the last level, but I think I'm old. I think I'm like level, I'm like 60 years old. So I'm going to try, I'm going to see if I can uh, master level five and do it. 
only dying like a couple of times, but I'm probably going to have to go back to level four and redo that. And that level's fucking hard, man. Level four is a bastard. Uh, but outside of like the really cruel format and the brutally hard difficulty, the game is very cool, very stylish. It actually gets like borderline psychedelic at parts where it's like otherworldly and just bizarre. Mm. Mm. Uh, super cool style. I just think that the difficulty is... I, th I think it might be a bit much because it's one of these games you play and you're, and you're like, wow, I really wish everyone was playing and enjoying this, but it's going to be like a really small subset of people who are up to this. Mm. I mean, and there's obviously debates around difficulty. Sekiro was similar, but I think this is harder and more repetitive than Sekiro in that regard. So, Small yeah. I, res I respect the commitment. Me too. Me too. Though they did also add like accessibility and difficulty options. Um, so I'm curious, as someone that will almost... I really want to play Sifu. It's yeah. on my list. Um, my list is basically all the games you're probably about to talk about, Joe. Um, <laughs> and But Sifu's definitely on it. But I'm... I'm I know myself, and I will probably take generous advantage of whatever accessibility options mm -hmm. they've added, just because I I am not capable of that sort of stuff. Yes. But I I kind of part of me kind of like wishes they had not. No, bent. you don't. No, you don't. There's a small part of me that's just <laughs> no, like don't. fuck everyone else. I don't care if I can never. I can oh. never play this game. Fine. I respect that. It's so sick, part, though. I know it. It does look really it's cool. so sick. Yeah, the visuals and, and style as it as they change from every yeah. level looked really neat. Yeah. And the combat just looks amazing. And when you get it down, mm. it feels amazing. It's got that real Sekiro mastery satisfaction to it. Maybe even more so yeah. than uh, Sekiro, actually. Mm. Super cool <laughs> game. Um, yeah, just, just like cruel. Uh, really miserable at times because, man, it's demoralizing to spend 30 minutes doing <laughs> well. And then right at the end, you slip up and you like reset all your progress. And it's such like a fake victory because like theoretically you can do level four, but what's the point, man? Because you sucked at level three. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Very cool game. Uh, I would recommend it, even though it's brutal. And maybe if you are more um, experienced in the fighting genre, you played fighting games in the past, you might actually uh, find it a bit more intuitive than I did, since that's very new stuff for my brain. So um, yeah. yeah, my first couple of sessions were rough, to say the least. I struggle with MK11 story mode on the easiest difficulty, so... Yeah. Because, like, the, the, the speed with which you have to input mm -hmm. combos for a fighting game, it was shocking. I was, yeah. I was, it was mind-blowing to me how fast you have to put those button combos in for them to pop. Even on the, on the most generous uh, timing window option, it's... Yeah, it, it, that was quite a re revelation. So I'd imagine fighting game people probably probably like this game and probably are quite good at it. Yeah, I, I'd imagine the same. Oh my god. Holy it's, shit. It's tough. That's a tough game. Yeah. Maybe the hardest game I've played in a long time for me. Mm. Um, next up, I will just shortly talk about uh, Stray. Sure. Yeah, that's very much... I almost started it last night just to talk yeah. about it, but I, I don't have the energy right now. Mm -hmm. um, you don't need a lot of energy to play Stray. I will say no, that. No, I know. I, I think I played Stray at the perfect time. Uh, I think I went from Elden Ring right into Sifu. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. You did. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. And I played something else. Fucker. And I remember, like, just being so tired of games being so difficult and hard. Yeah. And then Stray came along, and it was very, very comfy. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be a negative for some people. This game doesn't really ask a lot when it comes down to gameplay. 
Uh, you mo it's got mostly an Assassin's Creed type thing where you hold down X and the cat mostly auto climbs around. Mm -hmm. um, there's like a, a tiny bit of danger. There's some um, parasite like enemies you have to avoid and take down. But the threat is very low in that game. I think I died twice across my entire playthrough and it was in one section near the end. Mm. But uh, Stray does have a really amazing personality and mood to it. Uh, I really like the world that Stray is based in. I don't want to spoil too much, but let's just say there are no humans left alive on planet mm. Earth. And it, Good. it kind of <laughs> borrows the near automata sentiment of artificial intelligence, like weirdly imitating human life even though they don't really understand what they're doing with it or why they're doing with it. And like there's a society mm. built around confused AIs imitating humans, even though they don't need bars to drink or beds to sleep and stuff like that. Um, and there's a really great little journey that this silly little cat goes on. Um, and it has a, a wonderful payoff at the end, which I will not spoil. Mm. But that's oh. one of my favorite ending sequences in a long time, where mm. just like the whole game leads up to this one point and the payoff is really clever. Cool. And it That's like great to hear. shines a light on the entire game in a new way. Cool. Nice. But yeah, this game stuff. will feel a little um, too simple for people that like games with, you know, deeper gameplay. The people who didn't like Uncharted will not like Stray, if that makes sense. Right. Because yeah. it's a very yeah. casual and easy game. Um, mm -hmm. But I I've just heard... think... Sorry, but I've heard turning off the UI elements helps. That's all. Yeah, yeah. The, there isn't a lot going on when it comes to using your brain. There's not yeah. really any puzzles. There isn't much when it comes to exploration because the game kind of paints where you have to go. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just feel, I think the cat feels good. I think the world is really interesting and I, I just liked being in it. Uh, the design is great. The personality is great. And it just came at the right time for me. I think mm. it was six hours to beat. I took it very leisurely, the pace, um, and I just really liked being in that game. Uh, I really liked it, and I would highly recommend it. Probably not for like a full Steam asking price, but I think I paid like £7 for the PlayStation Plus tier they gave it to me, mm, uh, and yeah. I was pretty happy with that expenditure for Stray. I thought it was a really cute little time. It had that Nintendo effect where it's like, my brain really needs to shut off and do something easier in the video game world. Mm. Uh, and Stray offers more than I expected, especially when it comes to like a sci-fi setting. It was cool. Mm. It was really nice. cool. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have PS Plus right now as well for other things, and uh, we'll let it renew once. And I was going to try and play Stray before my trip, but it's not going to happen. And mm. mainly just because like by the end of the day, I, I just don't want to play anything mm -hmm. right now and haven't for most of the summer. Um, but I realized like oh stray sounds like a perfect thing to play when i'm back and jet lagged and you're in that sort of energy state yeah it's like let's slowly crawl back to a normal schedule here and play something very chill uh so i yeah it's it, very very high on the list to play for sure especially because it's cheap on playstation plus hmm. is it on um xbox no it's no it's a it's you know, Steam. sony thing. that'd be a good like ben and sarah couch game Mm. I'm sure it'll come out everywhere because their their indie stuff is normally only exclusive for like six months or something. <clears throat> Annapurna, yeah. they'll figure it out. Yeah, they'll it'll come out everywhere eventually. Yeah, 
Um, I can see why yeah, it was for... so highly rated because it's just like an everyone normie totally. type yeah. game, very accessible. Yeah. They spoke. Yeah. They found a way to speak to to everyone, which is and the cat's cute. All right, yeah. I'm gonna say it. The cat is cute. It's the a movement cute of the little toe means the little yeah. baby kitty. Sweet the cat's angel. cute, man. I like yeah. it. Yeah, fuck cats, man. I love dogs. For... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me yeah, too, I hope man. The ending is. I hope yeah. the ending. Is it, the cat becomes a dog, and then it's like, wow, it really came together at the end. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. I think that that game also was in development for a very long time as well. Yeah, yeah, yes. 2015, 27 years later. It's not I like, like you can get a again. cat to design the cat. I mean, you get a person to design a cat. I mean, it's there's a lot of nuance to that. Yeah, they had to train the cats to make the game before yeah. you know. So. That's what I'm saying, man. It's quite a process. Yeah. The yeah. actual, like, actual, actual ending of the game was a little bit like, oh, okay, I guess it's over. But there's oh, like yeah. one event it's leading up to, and the event itself was like, this is really cool and clever. Neat. Cool. Nice. And I like the reveal of the event mm-hmm. a lot. Mm. Yeah, I look forward to that. Um, I will quickly talk about Power Washing Simulator. Let's yes. go! I have it. In, oh, yeah. I have it installed. It's so on do I. I. It's, I have it installed. Have not played it. Why are you not playing it, Ben? This is such a Ben game. Because when I start, I will not stop. <laughs> Power Washing Simulator is fucking great, and I love this game. I love yeah, this no, game. No doubt. I feel like the cleanup genre has been like trying to work towards something for a while. Uh, there was like visceral cleanup detail. There was mm. that room tidying thing which came out recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I saw something at Gamescom, which was just a game where you're tweaking things. It's called like um, a little to the left, and it's about like oh, no. minutely Yo, correcting and moving a little, things. A little to the left. It's a very good a title because that kind of paints the game better than I can describe it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's just yeah. like cleaning things up, like a little. I don't bit. need a game to do that. Like oh, I do that God. like seventy times a day already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's but out like, on November. It's out on November eighth. I'm seeing. Oh my God. Anyway, sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I know. I, know. It's, I mean, mom. I'm kind of interested. It's got some nice art, that's for sure. Um, yeah, Power Wash Sim. Because even Ember, yeah. even like fire putting games, fire putting out games and mm. the gunk and stuff like that. And then there was um, <laughs> yeah. there was one the where gunk. you cleaned up an entire house called like Landlord uh, Simulator or some house cleanup. I can't remember. House Flipper? Was that yeah, House Yeah, that's it. House yeah. Flipper. But I, I always like meant to play House Flipper. <laughs> I tried it and it was, it was okay. Mm. And then there was Lawn Mower Simulator. Which was mm. like this year as well, and then Power Washing Simulator feels like the one which like just gets it right. Where it's one right. thing, it you just go into an area or your there's a vehicle presented to you and it's just absolutely covered in shit, and you've got a high pressure power washer <laughs> and you are just ridding it of every speck of dirt and it feels amazing. Mm. And the game has like a very select few systems which just kind of all bring it together. Um. The best one of all is um, the entire level will be split into segments. Like, say you're in a back garden, you know, the the shed will be something, the swing will be something. Uh, But when you complete something, it dings. A ding Mm. sound will appear. It lights up blue and you know that you're fully done with that item. And the ding really kind of makes the entire game, honestly. (laughs) Because you're just like, you're just cleaning the slide. You're like, give me that fucking ding. Give it to me, baby. And you hit ding. You're like, let's go. Oh my god. <laughs> Fully oh my clean hundred percent. And at, there's a there's a weird amount of depth to like the actual power washing simulator. There's mm-hmm. like a bunch of nozzles, there's a bunch of soaps you can buy. You can upgrade the power washer itself. 
You're eventually, like, you're eventually power washing your grandpappy's old coffin. Like, there's... Uh, I mean, it, there is a weird progression oh, in this shit. game. It, it's going somewhere strange. Like, I'm, I'm cleaning eventually, temples. Eventually, like, power wash Cthulhu or something. Like... I think it's going somewhere odd, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Oh, okay. But, like, I'm at the point in the game where, like, depending on how grubby something is, I know to use the 40 pressure nozzle instead oh, of the 25. Let's <laughs> go strip, strip the paint off the car. Mm. You don't want to go too hard. And if there's graffiti, I know to get out, like, the super turbo one. Oh, uh, it's got God. seamless co-op as well. So I just turn it on and someone for the stream will just pop in and be cleaning alongside me. Uh, cool. It's, like, the chillest, most satisfying thing I've played in a long, long time. And, yeah. I don't think I need to go any deeper into Power Watching Simulator. Tremendous. I think it's a good sim, though, because, like, cleaning up your house or, you know, adjusting the coasters so that they're nicely lined up on 90-degree angles, like, I do that every day. Mm -hmm. Mowing lawns, like, I did that for 15 years. Yeah. And, you know, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing I don't need a sim for. But Power Washing, like, I've not really done a lot yeah, of it over my life. Not as accessible. Not as accessible. And, you know, you can fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you can set the nozzle too high and strip the paint off, or yeah. cut yourself, or you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And uh, so it's a good that's a good sim. Not a lot of people have a power washer. Yeah, it's 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 really satisfying. I do I do want to play it. Yeah, I, I don't know why I haven't yet, yeah. but again, it's just the mood, you know. Maybe Some of the it's jobs like, maybe are it's the co-op shooter we always needed, Jameson. <laughs> yeah, I know we should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I do want to do like Joe's suggestion of streaming it and all all of us watching, but I I also yeah. feel like I, I got to get in there on my own beforehand. You know? Yeah, yeah, I gotta, like, I gotta, I need some like, I gotta learn the, the mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I gotta get good at moving my mouse left to right and right to left. Oh, I'll be using yeah. the gamepad, baby. Or will I? <gasps> Auto-aim with the power-washing nozzle? <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. It's also, like, very, very, very thorough and demanding. Like, some of the levels can take two hours at a time because they're, just, they're massive and there's just so much dirt. And the game is just, like, unresilient. I'm resilient. Un, unforgiving when it comes um, to yeah. the demand of getting rid of every speck of dirt. And the more intricate things get, the more like, oh my god, how am I going to clean like the inside of a helicopter's rotors when there's like 70 metal parts and you've got to get in the nooks. Hmm. Uh, but another cool little feature is like if you hit the tab button, uh, it just like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It highlights all the dirt in like a super like vibrant neon way. It's like, oh, it's like, it's like a dirt wow. vision. So, like, if there's any uh, risk Detective of Detective vision for dirt. Basically, That's hilarious. yeah. That's so if so was, like, funny. Maybe if you're dirt like, oh, wait, it looks clean, but I can't see where there's dirt. You just press the button and, and like, woof, woof, like, vibrates That's awesome. neon for you to, like, spot out. And there's also, like, a little I... progress bar per item. So you can, like, <sighs> mouse cursor over, say, the slide, and it'll be, like, you've done half of the slide and you've done, like, three quarters of the slide in case you're, like, looking for what you've missed. There's yeah. a tablet which says, like, each percentage of every item and you can click on each item and it highlights the item in the level so there's like a weird amount of quality of life stuff in this game so that you're not scratching your head thinking what haven't i cleaned here why isn't the level done type thing yeah i was gonna say like i appreciate uh, the joke like it's a joke game in mm -hmm. a sense um and and but on the surface you know you hear like x simulator right and it's just like oh here we fucking go again yeah uh they fart out so many of those a year but i 
it's better when it's it's great when it's like it's the joke thing, but they do everything properly and mm-hmm. it's like well made and well thought thought out. Is there progression at all? Or you just have you just have everything? Oh yeah, there's a full campaign. There's, there's unlockables, oh different God. items, oh different soaps, God. different washes. See, again, there's different... a reason why. I have... <sighs> yeah, I will fuck. never see, see this my is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just got the final pro power washing, and it's power washer, and it's beautiful. I, I have to be careful around these sorts of games, you know. Oh, can I play, just, oh, can I play so this good. via cloud streaming on my Odin? I'm, I'm sure you can. I'm checking You'll right fi- now. Life will find a way. True. It's built up like a cult following on my stream where I've slowly like indoctrinated a bunch of people into it <laughs> and they're all like more addicted than I am now. Can You've got to play this game, guys. It's sick. Oh, I will. I will. Yeah. I will. 100% again. Yeah, it's just... I have to... Yeah. I know I could end up playing way too much of it in a, a week because oh, that's oh. just how my brain works. And when you finish oh. the level, it has a like um, time-lapse thing of like the entire level being cleaned across like one oh day. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's Don't so good. Don't do that to me. It's so good. And you Shit. see like in fast motion, like your entire progression, and it's so satisfying. Fuck. I am being personally yeah, I gotta play that. right now. You've got to play it. Unreal. I'm, I'm saving my... this. Um, the campaign for some reason is limited to two player co op, but there is like oh. a subset of special levels which are mm-hmm. up to six people. And I've saved them specifically for like a big session. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So I've nice. got three yeah. big levels left for like a co op. When I'm back from my trip, <gasps> yeah. we can do some for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, I always, summers for me are always like with games, it's always sort of been, I've never been super into playing a lot of stuff over the summers. It's just, mm. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's nice to not play a ton of stuff. Even when I was back in high school, it'd be like, eh, I, I'm going to do like some achievement cleanup and maybe play like one new thing. And, and that would be all mm. I would play over the summer. And I, I still feel that way. Uh, so, but you know, by the end of September, it's like, we're getting into game season again. It's time to grind. Mm-hmm. And I need to power wash some shit, yeah. apparently. I feel like yeah. Stray and Power Wash Simulator have been just oh, really good for my brain recently. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and they sound like the perfect things for me to play when I'm back. Yeah. I feel like if I, games would gonna... have continued being quite sweaty and stressful, I might have done the same thing as Jameson and just taken a while off, honestly. Mm. Yeah, I think 160 hours of Elden Ring mm. sort of sucked the life out of me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like 90 play. hours of playing and then like 70 hours of playing for a video for work, basically. And yeah, and yeah it, it was a lot. It was a lot, for sure. And, uh, and I, it, I don't know. You know, you everyone goes through like droughts of just like, ah, eh, I don't yeah, yeah, feel yeah. like playing a video game at the end of the day. Like I, I'm watching TV, I'm reading books, and you know, just taking it easy, and it's nice. Uh, but I, I'm just gonna interrupt Joe in your stream of things you're mm-hmm. talking about and say that I did play something similar, which I actually do want to <gasps> get back to, which is Hard Space Shipbreaker. Yo, oh, yeah. I want to play that so bad. I only did the opening tutorial, but I do want to get back to it because it's got like a full progression system as well. But it's just you have a laser cutter and a and a like a magnet grabber and you just have to cut a ship apart and throw the materials into the recycling bin uh and you're you're navigating around in zero g mm. and you slowly get you know better tools to to dismantle bigger ships mm-hmm. uh and i I want to play more of that as well. I've mm-hmm. heard many, many. Cool I only played like half an hour of it, but it, it was it was very relaxed. It's yeah. got like the space trucker sort of vibe. It looks yes. pretty good. You've got full like three sixty degree space, you know, zero g rotational control and all that, and then a pretty pretty deep upgrade tree. 
mm. uh, of improving your rank. And it's sort of got a fun, like, it's cliche, but it's got like the fun sort of cheeky corporate wrapper yes. around it. I've um, heard that goes in a, in a, in a done decently though. And yeah. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it just came out of early access, like in J- July and hit game pass as well. So mm. I, uh, I need to get back to that as well. Yeah. Just the, the maintenance, the maintenance types of games are a certain <clears throat> mood. And I especially have found because it's been a warm summer. It's just like, I don't want to sit in my, in my warm office and like, maintain something mm. uh you know it's like it's more of a winter thing i think more than anything because it's just like ah oh, i can just it's nice and cold in here and i can just kick my feet up and like spend three hours chopping a ship apart or, mm. or power washing all the dirt off of a lawnmower yeah um i love that type of stuff it's just you know it's, it's a little more mood dependent yeah, than some other sure. games i would say yeah not to step. But yeah, I look not, forward. Look n- forward to playing more of that not to step on your toes stepping on joe's toes but i've okay. played i played the other game that uh, everyone mixes up for that game. Citizen that? Sleeper. Citizen Sleeper? I don't know what that is. Oh, shit. Everyone's talking about the Citizen Sleeper game. The only thing I'm going to say about Citizen Sleeper... Is that like the visual novel thing? Yeah, is Citizen right. Sleeper more like, shit, is Ben sleeping? Because holy <laughs> moly, that game's a snooze fest. <laughs> no, I just got to be in the right mood because it's just reading. It's just, it's just... It's just... It's just reading. Yeah, yeah. I remember looking at, at that and said, yeah, it just, I, uh, every screenshot on the Steam page is just like a wall of text. I'm it's, like, I can't. I think, that's why JPEGs. I think that's why I never got to the Forbidden City. Right? Oh, yeah. Forbidden? Well, that's all voice acted. The Cursed the, 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 the Skyrim Forgotten thing. City? Forgotten City, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all voice acted, but. Yeah. I, I, kept, I kept meaning to get to it, but I was like, I don't want to eh. talk to people forever right now. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's specifically talking to people in that like weird Bethesda path investigative the like yeah. malaise of like yeah. zoom in on their face like hello fellow citizen but everyone's what's said it was good going so on kind of I don't know about I don't think people I I was not into that game at mm. all I played it for like forty minutes there were multiple like Karens like. Wow, this person's being a real Karen right now in the like like literally saying that ah. oh. um in the writing and and then it was just like combined with the Bethesda style of really weird from 40 feet away. <laughs> yeah, and like just really weird sort of dead-eyed like everyone's been beaten over the head maybe a little bit and they're just sort of like Oh hey, welcome to the city. You know, there's just a certain tone to the Bethesda style of writing and voice acting that that game also has, and I was just like, I can't do this. I can't play this game. Uh, time travel shit has to be very good immediately for me to be into it, and uh, yeah, nothing, nothing about it seemed particularly interesting. But yeah, know, we'll, who knows? I might still one day. Depends on the mood, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's only a few hours. Like, Ben, you and Dawson both played it, right? Like, to finish he it? He beat it. I he beat it. only played a few yeah. hours, but... Oh, okay, okay. Um, it's not very long, you know? No, it doesn't seem very long. I think it's just, like... I think I just wanted to, like, break it. And <laughs> I think I just it's, ended up running out of gas. Yeah. Five hours. Five or six hours. Yeah, yeah. okay. It doesn't yeah, the feel writing... that way. It feels... That act no. one feels like it's, like, so... Long. It felt very slow, and the writing was just really not. Yeah. I was not into the writing at all. Yeah. I did mm, like Galatius, who would remind me what happened. But anyway, the forgotten, the forgotten city, the forgotten shitty. Nice. Wow, wow, wow! Man, I'm on fire right now. You are, yeah. Um, I actually have like a lot of games I played which I liked. So let's talk about things I didn't like. Yes, finally. Yes. Oh my god. 
Guess what game I'm not going to play any more of? I don't like it. I don't it. know. V Rising. Oh, v snap. I don't know what that is. The two-episode saga concludes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I do remember you talking about it. I had to look. Yeah, it's like the vampire Valheim. Yeah, I got... Right. I think when I talked about it, I was five hours in, and I was like, I don't know if I'm into it, guys. Uh -huh. I got to 10 hours, and I'm not into it, guys. No, <laughs> I'm not into it. It's just like the same thing over and over again. And the crafting system is super limited, and like, you know, it's just like every other game where you're building on a grid and things click together, and you're just building a crafting bench, and then a, a bench which makes wood, and then a bench which makes iron. And it's just like the same shit, but in a. Is it ARPG, that genre? The top-down looking yeah, shit? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't like ARPG combat. I just, I, mm. even when I played Diablo 3, I was just like mostly playing it because it was like something to keep the brain busy and it was like visually stimulating. I just don't think I'm into the genre and the crafting stuff was very typical and uninspired to me. Mm. And yeah, just like, there's been a lot of um, this game plus this game. Uh, coming yeah. out this year that's been a real like theme among indies and i don't mind genre mashups it's a cool premise in well potentially depending on how it's done mm. uh, but if you're literally just going to slap two games together that i've already played and add nothing new then i'm just not really interested because it's just i don't know mm -hmm. i'm looking yeah. for things that feel different nowadays especially in the indie scene the triple a scene is mm -hmm. where i yeah. am more lenient with stuff that i know and recognize because they're big expensive games that are trying to be risk-free for a mass market and the yeah. spectacle and production really carries it but when i'm buying an indie thing i want like gimmicks and something new and interesting not just this game plus this game look at it it's two things together Woo! and that's what v rising was to me and i don't like it <laughs> mm. that's very much my problem as well it's just like i want something new or, yeah. or and and the but my new like the requirements for me are so much more harder. I don't know. They're a lot harder to satisfy. Mm -hmm. But like Tunic did it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, I remember Return of the Oprah Din being a big one of those where like, ah, oh, I like video games again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. Let's talk about the big this game plus this game of the season, <sighs> which is Cult uh, of the Lamb. Yeah. Oh, okay. What, what are the two games? Animal Crossing uh, and Hades. Yeah. Hades and Stardew Valley, I would say. Sure. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize Hades, huh? Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it is a Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley-inspired uh, management game, but instead of building a farm, you are building a cult. Um, Great. You are recruiting members. You are performing rituals such as sacrificing them, making them fight to the death. Uh, and you are commanding them to mine for you and to farm for you, to build your cult stronger and stronger and to host even more members in said cult. And the presentation is in the form of cute little animals. And that juxtaposition uh, really works. I mm. quite like the cult stuff a lot. It's got a ton of character and just the weird clash of it looking... Um, what was that? Like, there was an animal BR game which looked just like this. Um, oh, uh, I think it's just called literally Super Animal Battle Royale or something. Animal but, Party or something like that. But regardless, just like the clash of super cute animals in a really, really macabre, dark setting and situation uh, weirdly animal. works and is compelling. Mm. Uh, you can, you know, naming all your cult members after your friends and then seeing 
Um, oh, you can do that. Okay, yeah, yeah, and seeing like Jameson asks Dawson to eat what a bowl it? of shit, or he wants to fight oh, Ben, yeah, or right. Ben leaves the Colts, takes your but, money, and then someone what murders in someone. The, what ha- what's happening in the game? Yeah, we yeah. did all this in May. We do all like, this, yeah. We... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were, just weren't there for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do like the the management culty stuff. It's got a lot of personality, and it's fun to see your cult members do silly things. Um, but the second portion of the game is you go out into the wilderness and you are doing a very stripped-back roguelite battle adventure mm-hmm. format, um, and there are bosses to beat. And you're obviously collecting resources along the way, which will then come back home and contribute to building your cult further. And for me, the roguelite battle stuff just doesn't quite live up to the rest of the best in the genres and the stuff that's come out recently. I wouldn't say it's bad, but I just don't really look forward to it. Um, Mm. Obviously, you are leaving the cult and there isn't really much cult-ish stuff going on in this section. Uh, later on, you can turn some of your cult members into demons to fight alongside you. Mm. Um, but apart from that, it feels very separate, very like distant from the rest of the game. And I just find the combat a little bit messy. Every mm. room is very mobbish, uh, not mobbish, um, gankish. You spawn, I mean, the Hades is the same, where you spawn in the room and there's like six to seven enemies. But I think the readability of the combat is a little rough for me. I find the tells a little bit hard to visually see. And a lot of the time I'm getting hit and I just didn't know what hit me. I didn't see what happened. I didn't know it was coming. There's like too much visual noise, Mm. too much design in each area. And Mm. there isn't a lot to do in the combat. You can hit them and you can dodge them. Uh, And that's pretty much it. There's an attack button and a dodge button. And there is a special, but it takes quite a long time to recharge. So they just, I don't know, I just, I'm not into the battle stuff that much, and it's a pretty large component of the game, and I think the cult stuff is really cute, but I do think the end game, uh, the novelty and gimmicks wear off a little bit, mm. and when it comes to what you're working towards, it just isn't very inspired near the end. I just unlocked the final tier of stuff that I can build inside of my cult, and I was hoping that tier four was going to have like a bunch of end game crazy stuff but everything is just like here's a bed but it's better here's a wood mining thing but it's better here's a toilet but it's better and it's just like i've got everything already but it's just like a more efficient version of that it unless i just like haven't got to a hidden tier the end of the game is just feeling like a little bit um like the same and Mm. i'm not sure where it's going but um yeah, it's a good game. I just feel like maybe I haven't fallen in love with it as much as everyone else on the internet seems to have done. Sure. Everyone Probably. seems to be reveling in it like it's a game of the year contender. And mm. for me, it's definitely not at that caliber. I just think it's good. It is a mm. good game. Um, I could see them expanding on it. And I would sure. even say that at the moment, it looks like it could do with some expansion, especially in the cult building aspect. And I could I could do with some tweaks with the battle stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that's as far as I would go into it because there's some real like fun moments in this game, fun reveals and fun things which go down with the cute little cult animals. And I mm. don't want to spoil too much of those situations. Uh, but yeah, one half of the game I really like. The other half, I think, is a little bit mid. 
Mm. Uh, but overall, I would still give Cult of the Lamb a thumbs up. Nice. Just maybe don't like it as much as the rest of the world. I uh, I feel like I definitely know what you're talking about in regard to like readability in combat situations. Mm. I think that's why I struggled with Nobody Saves the World. There's something about... yeah. Like, there is something about that hand-drawn or thin, thick line, yeah, pa- paper style that, uh, perspective-wise, I really struggle with. I played Bug Fables a little bit this year as well, which is completely Paper Mario style. And when it requires real-time combat, I really do find it hard to tell if I'm lining up properly with, it, yeah, with who yeah. I'm striking or if I'm hitting, mul- if I have it, the ability to hit multiple enemies. That It's just, yeah, it's, that paper style is, is it's not... I think that's probably what held me back. I've learned enough this year to know that 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 is not how I want to play games, and that's probably subconsciously been what's held me back from picking this up because it does look not too bad. And I like I like the visual I like the ingredients in the soup, yeah. But but I do know what you're saying. There was definitely moments in the combat where, uh, like, I go to swing at a enemy and I just swing and a miss and I get hit, and it's yeah. just they've again, moved it's... closer like to the screen. And yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's so hard to there's no thickness to like yeah it's so hard to perceive what where to hit them or how to yeah. I don't know it's weird the the screenshots on Steam just look like a visual mess sure yeah I I think the coat stuff looks quite clean and organized because obviously you're building that yourself but it's just the combat sections for me which I just find it a little hard to see what's going on when there's a ton of enemies on the screen. And the yeah. enemies have different abilities, and sometimes they're even shooting projectiles. Totally. And it's one of those games where I'm getting hit, and I'm like, I have no idea what just hit me, and that's kind of frustrating. It's a nice look, but yeah, yeah, I can, I can definitely tell just by the screenshots, it would be, yeah, yeah hard, hard to read. It's, um, it's good. It is a good game. Mm. It isn't a slam dunk for me, but uh, I have really enjoyed it. I can be quite... Uh, evasive of that genre, uh, the Stardew Valley genre, because I just feel like they all feel very similar and the same, and there's definitely elements of that in Cult of the Lamb where the loop can be very uh, familiar. But Mm. uh, the gimmick does work. The gimmick will get you, you will be enticed by your cult, and you will get into uh, certain characters, and you'll be sad when some of them die or leave. And the amount of rituals you can do are pretty interesting and fucked up. Uh, there's some really good moments in this game, and I, w- I still give it a recommend, even if I have some issues with it. Hmm. And I would be very surprised if there weren't um, expansions, because uh, oh. it seems like this game has done very well for itself. Yeah. It might be something to hold off on, because, yeah, I could see it definitely being boosted in the future. Sweet. Hmm. Uh, we're getting there, guys. We're getting there. Oh, doing great, buddy. Uh, one game I played which I didn't like much was Road 96. I don't know if you oh, guys right saw on. this on Game Pass, the Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah. Nope. Um, I saw this pre- come out a while back. It was like a procedurally generated road trip, choose your own adventure type thing. Hmm. Huh. Um, I just, it was really political. It was really political. Oh, no. The whole oh, thing no. was about politics. Oh, um, no. it, it's, it's fictional politics, but it's definitely based around like the current... Oh. <laughs> There's a screenshot on Steam page that is someone talking to a news camera saying, I'm here at our nation's border. Yeah. First of all, the the site of the Black Brigade terrorist attack in 86. That's like two things in one. So the aim is to cross the border. And you're like, Uh, the run I did, I was like in the back of a truck and I got found out by like a sniffer dog and I had to hold my breath. 
And it's just, it's a little on the nose. And um, mm. I, I, I talked about it briefly in my little Facebook um, off-stream suggestions videos. Mm. Uh, I have no problem with games wanting to do commentary at all. Sure. Um, I just feel like I wasn't warned <laughs> when I played this right, game. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, like, opt in. Real 12-minute situation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere near yeah. that bad. But it, no, it's, no, it's no. just trying to say stuff, which is fine. Um, it felt very American focused. There was like a definite Fox News parody going on, oh, yeah. and it was, it was oh, like wow. very, cool. very. There's a whole. There's like a part where you're, you're like you join a group of people who are like eco warriors, and you got to decide whether to go down the road of like eco terrorism. And <laughs> yeah, it was just like because being environmentally conscious can't just be good. You have to turn it into <laughs> anyway. You're making like very deep moral choices in this game before you even know the political like situation, and it's just uh, nah, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, uh, totally. again, it's one of those things that like putting a disclaimer on it would feel stupid, but it <laughs> is sort of just like yeah, it's just like a little heads up. Like I, I you know, you want to be in the mood for it. Yeah, and it's a shame because um, the the format seems interesting, where you do a run with a character. Uh, and if you fail to get across the border like I did, that character was basically in prison and gone. So you spawn as a new character, but the choices you made with the previous character are permanent and persist. So like mm. whatever I did with that character will stay in the world and the choices I will made will affect the second character. Mm. But yeah, just uh, it's not my topic of choice. Um, yeah. Again, nothing against games going after that stuff. I'm sure lots of people will find it compelling just i like to um my escapism is not in that direction that's what i would yeah, say yeah yeah for so sure i played one run and i was like this seems mechanically cool but i am not coming back i am sorry <laughs> god bless game pass yes yeah seriously um okay uh, i want to give a little shout out to um far changing sales which right. is the sequel to Far Loan Sales. Oh, no, no. The first one is Far Loan Sales. The second one is Far Changing Tides. There Tides, is. yeah. Um, it is basically a two-dimensional travel-based game where you are in a cyberpunk-esque large-scale vehicle. And mm. it looks like the presentation of a cross-section dollhouse. And you have to man the engines and the sails and run around in your giant contraption and keep it going uh there's no combat it's just a slow paced like dystopian journey and mm -hmm. the game kind of like relies on environmental design world design and yeah that's honestly kind of it and you quite liked the first game i remember i really i i, I quite liked the first game it was only like three mm -hmm. hours and this one was about twice as long at six hours I think these two games together are a really strong companion, like a, a good one-two punch video game indie thing. Mm. They complement each other really strongly. They're definitely intended to be played uh, in sequence, and the mm. second game has a better payoff if you've played the first game. Um, and the second game goes as far with this quite minimal-seeming format as it possibly could and I think that's all I want to say about them. I don't know if okay. the first one is on Game Pass, um, but I really recommend these two <coughs> indie games when you are in the mood for slower-paced things. Yeah. I love the world I've always design. meant to play the first one, yeah. And then the second one, I installed it, but I 
wasn't sure if it was like one of those games where it's like, ah, the second game, it's just the first game again. You can just play the second one. It's slightly better, you know, but... Yeah, uh, the first you know, game is a little of... motorized car thing, and the second right. one is a boat. Right, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So uh, they are similar, but they're also different. Yeah, the second, and the visual style of the second one is definitely taken. I, I really like the visuals of this game. I really like the world design. It reminds me a little bit of um, Dishonored. It's got a real mm-hmm. lanky feeling to everything. Like in Dishonored, everything feels like squished and tall. Mm. Yeah, everything's like longer than it needs to be. And very like mechanical and like kind like of the, um... s- the industrial and Victorian kind of. Right. Yeah, like that. There's like those specific like police like walker suit that's yeah. in Dishonored that's like 12 feet tall it's just like a pair of stilts mm-hmm. but made yes. of metal and you're like why does it look this way but it's such a unique weird sort of almost creepy look to yeah. it yeah and this game has that but the scale of the mechanical stuff is really big and it makes you feel cool. very small and it gets like more grand as you travel on in this game mm, um, I yeah. the first game on Steam already I'm sure I do as well <laughs> They're very, again, like Stray, they're very low-key, very easygoing. Um, but they've just got like a unique tone and thing going on. And I think that's all I'm going to say. I, I want to give those games some love. I never hear anyone talk about them. Mm. And I think they're a great little one-two thing. And I recommend both of them. Especially if you can get them on Game Pass or cheap. Mm. Well, okay, I, wow. Surprisingly, I do not own the first game. Wow. <gasps> Far Lone Shores, right? No, no Far Lone Sales. Yeah. And then there's Far, Far Lone Sales is the first game, 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got a really yeah. good... It's got, I don't know like, how to describe it. Sometimes indie games have a presence, which is hard to pin down. Mm-hmm. But it's got something going on. Uh, and it's I like soul. being in it. Uh, and what's I, the, what's yeah. the second one? Far Lone Tides? Changing Tides. I find the titles really weirdly hard to remember. Far Changing Tides. Yeah. Yes, okay. That one's cool. on Game Pass for sure. It is. I haven't installed, but yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I recommend those things. I think that's all I'm going to say because yeah, sometimes I, indie I, things I, have quantity or qualities to them which are hard to quantify. It's mm-hmm. more like a, an energy of a world than like mm-hmm. a gameplay list, a list of gameplay sort of mechanics like, which are good. Like inside, it's just like yeah. If you lay it out everything that's in, inside in terms of mechanics, you'd be like, why is this game cool? Uh, but it's yeah, inside's a pretty good it, comparison like, actually. Yeah, the, the art from 2 just like immediately sort of reminded me yeah. a little bit of that. Obviously, it's not going to be, well, hopefully not as miserably fucked up as Inside is. But, mm. <laughs> but it's got some yeah. nice like downtime where sometimes you're just sailing along and not really much is going on, but it never lingers on that stuff nice. for too long. Uh, I just really like the pacing of those games. And it has that kind of Shadow of the Colossus thing where you get very attached to your mechanical contraption along the way. And mm. as it morphs Are you, like, and changes. building that thing up at all? Yourself. Like, is there Can't a customization it... or is it sort of set into story? Uh, it's definitely set to the story, but in okay. the second one, it does evolve a lot. Okay. I can't remember the first one very well. It's not like Raft where you get to like build your own car. No, it's much more linear and straightforward. It's like mm. story-based sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, there is, yeah. there's more gameplay than it sounds. In the second one, you have to like really scavenge for fuel. I actually don't know mm. what happens if you run out of stuff to burn for fuel. I never got to that point because I'm scared. Start burning bodies. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I will just uh, I'll just recommend those things and move on because they're cool. they're worth playing, I think. And I just don't, yeah, don't I, see them I, get I much really, love. I really do need to play. I remember you talking about the first game and I, I've always been like, oh, I should play that game. And it's one of those things that you like 
write it down and then you forget yeah. and then like a year passes you're like oh fuck i should play that game I write it yes. down and then a year later it's like oh shit it's been out for five years now <laughs> it's one of those games which you'll either find a little bit boring and understated or you'll just enjoy being there if that makes sense it looks hmm. like a game i would probably enjoy yeah yeah we're getting there um i played two very new games but i do not have a lot of time in them so i won't go too deep but cool. i tried roller drome Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. The skating, roller skating combat game. Yeah. Uh, That game seems really cool. I have two and a half hours in it. Um, It has a really good um, sense of skill progression in that game. Every (laughs) single level, you can feel yourself getting just a little bit better, which makes it very Mm. addictive. Uh, The combat system is kind of great, honestly. It has been inspired by Doom. Where your resources, such as ammo, uh, actually, I think it is just, I think it's just ammo, but your ammo is fueled entirely by doing tricks off ramps. Shit. And then you are obviously using the ammo to shoot the enemies around the map. So you are in a flow state of balancing doing tricks as much as possible and obviously managing the different enemies that are spawning. Uh, on the stage and it obviously has the doom thing of some people have shields so you have to like flank around them or get up close with the shotgun and it has like these uh again i think i think this is all like inspired by doom it has these tiny little uh mechanics like with the shotgun if you shoot the shotgun and but this little like active reload thing will appear on an enemy and if you time it right you'll do like a mega slug uh there's double pistols which are lock on auto aim but there's a powerful rail gun which is not lock on and you have to uh, like aim manually there's a good variation of enemies and weapons. Uh, the combat system in this game kind of kicks ass. Uh, it looks this cool. Game, it, look, oh, it looks so fucking cool. Yeah. Mm. I can't wait to play it. I think the only thing that ever feels a bit clumsy is the game has made it so that you cannot stack ever, which I think is the correct skateboarding is- term for falling off your skateboard. It's called uh, st- stacking right in skateboarding? Uh, in, roller, uh, in rollerblading, maybe. Uh, regardless, you cannot fall over ever. Yeah, I see. Um, and it, it's, it's just made for a couple of moments where I've like tried to do a trick a and I've like flow. landed in a corner and the game's been like a little bit confused about how to get me back on my feet and then I like mm-hmm. bump into the wall. Um, but yeah, honestly, that's <laughs> really the only like little jank, messy moments I've had. Uh, the game's difficult and challenging, but it's all about knowledge and practice. Every attempt you give the level you can definitely feel yourself getting more competent and more uh getting better at balancing the tricks and the guns and prioritizing the enemies just like how the flow state of doom eternal works Mm. i think i wish the game was a bit more than just um you're in an arena and you're fighting enemies in an arena and that's kind of it yes Mm. um it has the old school tony hawk format and it kind of feels like if doom eternal was just uh, the Slayer Gates over and over, and that yeah, was yeah. it. And I just got to the first boss fight in the game, which is a bit more mechanically interesting. And when I played the boss fight, it actually like opened my mind to what this game could have been. And I was like, ooh, actually, if this has been closer to Doom's format, where it was a, an adventure game, and you weren't just kind of in a skate park arena fighting enemies, I think this could have been something really, really special. And the whole just being in a, a literally a skate park fighting these enemies feels a little, I don't know. It could have been more, I mm. think. Yeah. I, 
I, I keep thinking like, cause it sort of looks like Sable. Like you, I can yeah. imagine rollerblading around Sable, but then you'd have to, I, obviously the advantage of the arena is like they can make it so you can do tricks easily. Yeah. Right. If it was like levels or, or a larger world or something, they'd have to do a lot more work to integrate the ramps and the half pipes and stuff. It would have been mm. more work for sure, but yeah. 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 Like, Maybe they'll make a sequel. The boss mm. fight is very interesting. It's like this giant arena, mm. and it's a big boss, and part Maybe you of leave the... the arena near the end of the game. <gasps> That'd be so sick. And then part of the boss is, you know, like you have to like ramp up it and like slow motion in the air to hit weak spots, and you're like, oh shit! Like this is like mechanically cool. really cool for a roller skating sh- shooting game. Cool. And then you go back to a level where you're just like in a skate park shooting enemies that are spawning. <laughs> And it's still fun. It's still fun. You know, if a game has good combat and good gameplay, yeah. then it can get away with that. And it does get away with that. But um, it's just one of those games which I think that's never a bad sign when you just want more from a game. Mm-hmm. And I just wish it was a little bit more. But yeah, at, the, at this moment, I'm only like less than three hours in. Uh, it's a kick-ass game and the combat feels really good and it looks yeah. badass. Yeah, the, yeah. That trailer mm. was just like, oh, that's that's I want to play that. 100%. But yeah. I can, yeah. Wait, wait until I'm back to figure out these new games. But yeah, that thing looks so cool. Uh, last game. <sighs> I think this is also on my, my high, high on my t- to play list. Yeah, last game. I think I'm only two mm-hmm. hours into this as well, but it is Neon White. Yeah. Oh, shit, right on. Yeah, Neon White uh, kicks ass. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay, cool. This okay. is definitely my favorite of the new wave of indie games. Um, mm. Maybe Rollerdrome could take it if I put more time into Rollerdrome, because Rollerdrome is definitely something where the better you get at it and the more practice you put into it, the better it starts to feel. Mm. Uh, so, you know, Rollerdrome's got a while to go, but Neon White is like immediate. Mm. It's very much in the vein of. Uh, I feel like at this point there should be another subgenre for just like momentum flying through the air games, like um, mm. story from my uncle or something, story with my uncle, story about my uncle. Oh yeah, I know which game we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Seum, terrible name, but that uh, that game was actually pretty cool. S E U M. It was like a heavy mm. metal, again momentum flying through the air, avoiding spikes game. There needs to be a name for this genre. You're like flying around in the air. I don't know what it's called, yeah. but uh, neon white is the next in that genre and it's a really cool one the momentum Mm. feels great the movement feels great and the novelty is the weapons in the map are in the form of cards and when i saw that i kind of rolled my eyes because i thought it was going to be another game plus game type situation Um, but i actually don't really know what the card format or the card uh, presentation has to do with anything Mm. because it doesn't play like a card game at all it's There's just for pickups. some reason, yeah, they're just pickups. But for some reason, the presentation of the weapons is a card. Uh, and yeah, I'm, fuck it. <laughs> I thought maybe because people love card games and they were smart and they're yeah. like, instead of weapons, uh, make it a card because that's There's a thing the, now. Indicate the single use burning of it nature. Yeah. Tarot, tarot card nature. I don't know. So the clever thing about Neon White is not only do you want to go as fast as you can, but you also have to kill every demon on the stage before you can finish it. Uh, so you will pick up a uh, weapon off the floor as you go Uh, for example the pistol will have nine bullets but the twist is uh, the pistol has a special ability which will boost you into the air a big jump and you can only activate that by discarding the pistol basically chucking it away Uh, the Mm. same with the machine gun it will have a bunch of bullets but 
The special ability will be a large scale bomb, which can boost you into the air and kill a large variety of enemies. But I mean, to use this ability, you've got to chuck the gun away, and there isn't a unlimited amount of these guns on the stage. So there's a small like puzzle element to it, a small part of strategy and planning. And I think that's what makes it so replayable. Uh, as you go forward in the game, you actually realize that entire chunks of the level you can just kind of avoid if you mm. do things a certain way. Um, there is unfortunately one negative to the game, which is its story. Um, it's, it plays out like a graphic novel. You're an angel trying to get into heaven by killing demons, and it's set in this almost mm. high school situation where there's a bunch of other demon hunters and the writing is a little bit questionable. Mm. Mm. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's okay. It's okay. The one thing I Sounds do like... like... Sounds like a video game. <laughs> the yeah. writing is a little questionable. Oh, really? It's been a real That's theme weird. at the moment. Hmm. The one nice thing about the format is uh, there's a secondary objective in every level, which is to find a gift. Um, and I really like this mechanic. Usually I don't give a shit about collectibles in any video games ever. It's like uh, achievement fodder, I find. Right, right. Uh, but it really changes the entire way you play the level because obviously every other time you are going as fast as physically possible. But the gifts are just straight up puzzles where they will be super high up in the level and you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I use the cards correctly to get up into this location? <laughs> Uh, right. And you are going slow, and it feels really odd. It's like a whiplash situation to do the speed run, and then to go after the gift where you're kind of plodding around the map, looking around, <laughs> trying to locate the gift, and then trying to figure out how to use these cards to get up there. And mm. then the gifts, the gifts get given to characters in the game, and then each character has a unique style of their own levels, which you can unlock via gift giving. And right. all these levels are also not really about going as fast as possible. The more platforming challenges like difficult levels to complete via you know traps and obstacles uh, like a one persona level like it's only yeah. going in someone's head in a way and then one character will have a gimmick like you can't use the discard abilities on the weapons mm. and there's just a really surprising uh, amount of variety in the levels uh, they're just like there isn't just speed running levels there's a good back and forth between momentum and pace in this game and so far, everything just feels great. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to have a bunch of Steam friends who have played this game and set really good times. Oh, uh, Specifically, Jameson will know him, uh, Trey, one of our oh. Patreons, oh, yeah. who we recently did a zombie Easter egg with, has set some ridiculous times, uh, which mm. has been a really fun benchmark for me per level to just try and beat every single one of his times. And oh, I think Lord. there's one, one level I still cannot figure out how he did it in the time he did it. I just cannot figure it out. Uh, but mm. apart from that, it's been a really fun challenge to try and beat all of his scores. And if you guys ever pick up the game, then you're going to have my scores, which are not to boast. They're good because of Trey's scores, which I've spent hours trying to beat. <laughs> yeah. And that's a really like fun part of the game to just be like, fucking hell, man, I just can't beat Trey's score. How did this idiot do it? And then <laughs> you'll like start to look at the level and be like, wait, can I actually get onto this pillar if I time this thing right? And there's a great like sense of experimentation in these levels. And they're very cleverly designed so that you can tackle them in a multitude of ways. You'll do like the classical way, which the game like clearly paints out. You just follow the gun drops. And then you'll do a second attempt, which is more like, you know what, let's have a look. Maybe I can skip this entire thing. And then you get pretty like, you get like a, you know, a nice sense of satisfaction because you feel like you beat the game. You outsmarted mm. the game. But then yeah. every now and then you realize there's an 
even further place to take it where there's like a <laughs> super secret, super speedy way of doing it. And you kind of can just choose how deep you want to go down this well. Because to get the, uh, the highest medal on each level is not too challenging. Uh, yeah. At a certain point, it's just up to you how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go per level. And for me, it's just been like beating Trey's scores. But even then, there's been a couple of times where I've beaten his scores. And, I, and I'm like, I think I can do better than that. And mm. I just keep going. And it feels great. And it kind of kicks ass, honestly. And oh, it yeah. seems like a pretty long game. Uh, it looks like so far there is over 100 levels. And I have done, I think, like 15 of them in two hours. Oh, wow. So it seems like a really fast-paced 20-hour experience by the looks of it. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, it just, uh, this game feels great. The shooting, the movement, great flow state in this thing, uh, and great level design for kind of like figuring out how deep you want to push the puzzle element of the game and how like far down the rabbit hole you want to go per level. Mm. I, uh, I didn't even realize, it came out like mid-June. I didn't even realize it was out until like, I don't know, the beginning of August. <laughs> I just felt like I, I saw nothing yeah. about it at all. I think one and then thing, I remember, yeah. One thing I will say is I don't know if I'm in love with the graphical style. Um, mm. I will say I don't dislike it. It's just, uh, I don't know. When I saw the trailer, I will say I was a little bit shallow and it did not grab me when I first yeah, saw it. Um, that's, that's the, there's a veil of like meme energy. Yeah. Or there's something, there's something coated around it. It's got a layer of Teflon that's just, not we might have color. um we might have watched the reveal together honestly. Yeah, I think we watched. I think we did. Yeah, I think it was yeah the show and, and like the graphical the graphical style okay. and like when I saw the cards, I kind of was like meh. You yeah. know, I just wasn't interested. But word of mouth is a powerful thing, and I gave it a yeah. go. And so far, I'm pretty early on, but it uh kicks ass. Heard it's got cool. good music. Yeah, if I could cool. do like one recommend out of my long long list, it would be Neon White. Cool. But I'm done, boys. I've got dry mouth, <laughs> but I'm done. Amazing. Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. Take a big gulp. Take a big <sighs> sip. That's Rip good. it and grip it, babe. Uh, I guess it falls to me now to bring it home. Bring it home, baby. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we did get into Satisfactory. Yeah, I want to yes. hear, you We've know. Been playing Satisfactory. I, I don't necessarily feel like 100% ready to talk a lot about it. Sure. I feel like I don't know. I feel like That's I don't okay. know. I feel like we still have a long ways to go with that game. Yeah. But uh, I'd say so, yeah. uh it it is uh it lives up to the expectations and the name. The last game I waited a long time to play that was in early access uh was Teardown. Mm. And uh, mm. that was probably winning the most disappointing game oh, of the year right so now. Oh, Because, man, wow, what a fucking boring game that was, which we talked about last time. <laughs> yeah. Um, satisfactory, though, you know, it's been like three years in early access, still in early access. Um, is it? No, I think it's out, I think. No, 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 no. no. This That was part of it. It's 1.0 is not coming until like at least the end of this year. Oh, I'm getting it's, confused. I thought it, you were talking about Teardown. Oh yeah, no, no. Teardown hit 1.0 in April, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, and I played gotcha. it, and it was like, well, this is... Yeah. Yeah. Satisfactory, though. I normally don't like to play games when they're in early access. I usually just yeah, wait, same. but I was just... I needed some... I wanted this type of experience mm -hmm. right now, and, and so we got into it, and uh, yeah, Satisfactory is very good. It is good. It's uh, mm. extremely satisfying. It sounds corny to say it, but it is. Um, I, I think the thing that stands out most about it is just 
they just get it in terms of the amount of good quality of life stuff mm-hmm. that's in the game. Yeah. The pro- the progression loop is super clear. The just just I I, I haven't booted it up for a couple of weeks, so I, I've sort of like forgotten like just examples of the little things that it does really well. But it's just it's all just presented very upfront. Mm. It doesn't have a ton of stupid bars that you have <laughs> to manage. Like you don't have you just have a health bar. It's fine. You can sprint. You, you haul ass. You move so quickly. Uh, there are upgrades for everything. You can get fancy legs and run around way faster. They're, they just seem to have thought of everything you would want. Yeah. Every time there's like, oh, I hope they have. Oh, they have it. Yeah. Um, which is a great feeling. Yeah. And then just, you know, it's one of those games. The loop is very, very satisfying and addictive. You You have to gather resources and use those resources to build a thing that will gather other resources and then you upgrade those gatherers to be more efficient and you just keep going like that forever until you've colonized this entire planet and turned it into an industrial hellscape <laughs> and uh and it's been excellent yeah i don't i you know i don't have a lot to say about it honestly just because it's like it's just it's just good it's just good at everything it does i mean it's a little janky you know in, in multiplayer and early yeah. access but not not in a way that's uh, detrimental it's just sort of most of the time it's just sort of like oh that was funny mm. uh we've had a few pretty good bugs it's know? honestly um and... worked better in co-op than i expected it to oh yeah i'm someone who's yeah, especially like, once we got the server sorted yeah. out like it's been yeah i'm not usually that open to co-op and a lot of things because i am a control freak with games and when it yeah. comes to progression i'm like well i paid for the game i want to play in the game and i want to do everything myself but yeah, mm. uh, you know, and like games like Minecraft don't have that effect because you're not really building something with an end goal. You're just kind of doing your creative things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hasn't really bothered me in Satisfactory. I've kind of said to the lads that when it comes to major milestones and like first time things, I want to do it together. But apart from that, it's actually been quite cool splitting up the duties and having people just build different sections and having it, having yeah. it be this giant cooperative amalgamation thing, which is coming together and like. It's just cool, like, someone builds one thing, another person builds another thing, and then like, they, like, come together in harmony. It's, like, really satisfying. Yes. And they react to each other yeah. in, you know, sort of interesting ways and get inspired by different things. Yeah. I was really amazed and consistently amazed by just how good all the machinery looks. Oh, yeah. Like, there's so much little animation. It's such. It's a really clean nice looking game i think that's vital Uh, for you caring about your factory looking good and working well and the building is really good Mm -hmm. like everything's on a grid everything snaps together you know i mean there's a little jank for sure of course when it comes to minutia Mm -hmm. but um it just it's very easy to build a lot of stuff really quickly especially now that we understand again quality of life tools like zooping you can zoop build and just go whoop and just Mm. you know build a bunch of shit instantly and you can also select things for deletion from like a mile away and it's just you don't have to get right up on it uh there's still a few little things like i wish you could sort of zoom back at times when you have like this giant structure right in your face but uh, right right yeah like the last game i tried to play of this style was valheim and i just found everything about valheim to be so clunky Mm. and unenjoyable Mm. and satisfactory is like the exact opposite it's just like it's refined down into this very you know just like it's not trying to be anything else there's very little combat 
You don't have to worry about survival shit. You're just upgrading and building and everything works really well, really snappy, really clean. The menus are a little... Busy. There's a, a few too many layers at times. Yeah. Um, mm. But again, it's sort of like, I don't know how you go about doing that in a, in a way that's easier because there's just, there's a shitload of stuff in the game. So you're, you're, I'm not surprised that there's lots of menus. Uh, there are large chunks of it that I have not really seen at all because Andy takes care of it. And that's, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, I like that they've also in- kept some of the goofy stuff around, like the, the hypertube glitch. Oh, is yeah, fun, that's fun. Uh, for building those. Um, yeah, they just, it's one of those games where you just start playing and you're like, man, the developers just get it. Oh, yeah. Like they just, they just get it. And that's, it's the most, frustrating thing when you play a game you're like what were you people thinking like serious like did no one play this and say like why why are we doing it this way and i feel like i play a lot of games like that where it's just like there's maybe not a lot of things but there's one or two things that are you just come across and you're like why yeah why did you do this it's a sim- i think um, it's a symptom of like a long early access period where it's, yes. it's one of those formats where the developers are doing like video logs directly talking to the community and asking what they think yeah. about everything and some and sort devs of like, are more into that than others, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. And and it's, this is one of those games where there's just nothing like that, where everything you're just like, yes, they get it. That, they zoop, know what that they zoop is like quite recent, that new building thing. Oh, really? Yeah, like Interesting. three, yeah. four months ago. Yeah. Hades is one of those games as well. Like, spent a long time in early access. And you, you can tell those games where the developers, like, they just want to refine it into like this perfect, clean thing. Diluted or distilled thing of just like this is what this game is. Yeah, there's no single thing in it that you're like, oh, mm. uh, everything is just it's so clean and it's it's very satisfying. It's very satisfying. <laughs> it's so satisfying, especially because you can recolor things and you can retexture things, and Ooh. we have so much stuff we can still unlock. And oh yeah, it's excellent. It's excellent. I still like the personality and art and vibe uh and some of the progression of astroneer more mm-hmm. but this is much more about building space is hard to be yes yeah mm. Sa- astroneer is a little more survival exploration this is very much just like build yeah. build build mm-hmm. um and uh, but there are also things in astroneer like that i hope they take from satisfactory over time uh, to to make like the, the building in astroneer is very fiddly Whereas in Satisfactory, you just you can build something so quickly yeah. in that game, uh, and it's 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 tremendous. So uh, yeah, I look forward to just continuing to poke away at it. Uh, I don't think we're really gonna get much progress. I probably should have just I don't know. I we I renewed the server like two and a half weeks ago, and I doubt we will play it at all together in this month that I have the server for. Hmm. But uh, that's okay. Whatever. Hmm. I don't. I, I we have a long ways to go in that server, yeah. I think, and we'll keep poking away at it, you know, when when the mood strikes, and the temperatures are ideally a little lower. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure, Outside. definitely. Um, so that's that's that game. Um, let me look at my wow, wow, so many things on the list here. Um, hmm. Uh I did, I, I, yeah, okay. Well, the only three things that I've played uh, substantially are all replays. 
So I I finally decided to replay Bioshock one. Mm. And I, I so I replayed Bioshock one and I had deliberately not played it mm. because I worried it wouldn't hold up. Right. Um I I, I played it, you know, in like oh nine on the three sixty, and then I think I replayed it just before Infinite came out, and then that was it. So it's close to a decade since I played that game. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely got very into Bioshock 1, as most people did at the time, right? Mm. Especially at the age. Definitely. Like, wow, games are so smart. These are cr- This is crazy, and the world is amazing. Like, Bioshock is very much on a pedestal in my brain. Uh, or was very much on a pedestal in my brain. And I would say, I'm glad I replayed it though, because it's like we talked about, I think before we were rolling, unfortunately, where it's just, it's nice to revisit media that you were really attached to when you were younger. Mm. When you revisit when you're older, you're like, oh yeah, okay. I, I feel very differently about it now, but I still am able to recognize like why I very much liked it at the time. Uh, I would say Bioshock 1 simultaneously does and does not hold up very well. Mm. I think there's a lot of stuff about it that feels still very unique and very creative and and like no one's really done this as well. Um, and a lot of that is just like there's nothing quite like the sort of general presentation and music and the whole sort of cohesive like visual audio package, right? Uh, Obviously, the Art Deco thing was done a lot after Bioshock Infinite, but or after Bioshock 1, but uh, that part of it still holds up very well. It looks great. Sound design is excellent, even though the uh, the audio mixing on the PC is fucking terrible. Oh, really? Oh, oh my PC? God. It's so hard. Like, the mix of everything is so shit. It's especially hard to hear voices, um, no matter what I do. Um... But, like, mechanically, that game is not very interesting. Mm. I, I, people sort of talk about um, Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite the way they talk about Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2 in that, like, Bioshock Infinite and Mass Effect 2, like, stripped down all a lot of the, like, RPG and sort of older school game design in it for the sake of a simpler action game. Mm. And I agree... But I think like Bioshock One has all those mechanics, but you like you you don't engage with them whatsoever. No, like you just you just use the wrench and the pistol, especially on the PC when you can just headshot everything. Yeah, yes. and you just fucking steamroll through that game, and there's and it's like completely the same thing all the way through. And and Bioshock Infinite, which I'll talk about in a sec, has the same thing where it's like. I found the carbine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. And that's how yes. I played that game the first time because I played, like, I've only ever played Bioshock Infinite on the PC. Mm. And so it's like, I, well, that's not true. I think I might have, like, done a 360 playthrough afterwards, but the first right, time right. through Infinite was on the, on the PC. And, uh, yeah, Bioshock 1, I found the guns that did the trick, and then I just ran through that game. I think the thing that probably doesn't hold up the most for me is actually like the story stuff there the i was i got uh unsurprisingly into the like wider lore of bioshock one at the time right as i Mm. want to do um i don't know where the where all that stuff comes from i don't know where all these wiki articles what what their sources are 
Mm. Uh, because when you're playing that game, it's very hard to absorb much of the story at all. Uh, and there's really not a lot there. It's mostly just the one-sided audio logs, right? Yeah. Um, and none of them really say a whole lot. And I don't know. It, it was interesting to to revisit that stuff because I, I think actually a lot of the... I wonder if a lot of the Bioshock 1 lore also comes from Bioshock 2 and Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, know, they the, all the Infinite sort of DLC and 2. I was thinking the same And the thing. Infinite DLC, right. I forgot about that as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I would say as a whole... I, I talked to Dawson about it, and I did a better job of putting it into words. I think it was like, I think in my mind, like, I still respect Bioshock 1 a lot, but I would say it's, it's, it has aged more than I thought it would have, especially because there are some games from 2007 that hold up immaculately, I think. Mm. Um, and I would say it's just, there's a simplicity to it, and it's, it's trying to be very mature in a way that's almost hilarious. Uh, by today's standards, yeah. I would say. I would agree. It's just like it's around like, every. Tr- uh, it's like an art installation around every corner of like. Well, and it's just like there's so much are. like it's trying to be really heady with its writing, and it's like you're not really doing much here. But it's also sort of uh, undercut by just the fact that it's an old game, and so like when Andrew Ryan shows up and you kill him, and it's like this big oh my god, mm-hmm. the, the a, ma- a man chooses a slave obeys. Would you kindly? Wow, this is great, but. The whole cutscene is like these herky jerky, like square jawed, like very <laughs> not great animated Andrew Ryan coming around the corner, and uh, you know that stuff is just sort of like, oh, this is a bit goofy, but uh, like the vibes of that game are still there's still a lot of amazing stuff in mm. it w- without a doubt. Uh, the combat is not very interesting. You fight two types of splicers, and there is so much combat in that game. Oh yes. my god. And you, you fight so many two, big baby. Fights on oh, yeah. no, yeah. I, and you fight so many big daddies, and it's it's yeah, it was okay. It's good. I I don't like my you know. I'm not gonna say like oh Bioshock's terrible now, but it's just you know it's one of those things you you. I liked it a lot back then. Mm-hmm. Um, Grateful to have had it. Yeah, I still respect it for sure, and I, I am fascinated about what they do with more Bioshock. Um, an undeniably like landmark game release, and you can tell why still. But uh, by today's standards, you sort of look at it and you're like, ah, oh, this mm. is cute, this is fun. Oh, you're trying to, you're doing the Ayn Rand. Rand. Oh, yeah, I know, I get it, I get it. Oh, yeah. so, uh, oh it was so dramatic. Oh no, Fontaine was the bad guy. I can't believe it. His oh, name wow. is literally Atlas. What? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the the final like two hours of that game are just kind of a big wet fart, where it's just like yeah, that game is so much backtracking to build a build a bomb. You like have to explore this level like six times to get all the shit for it, and then you just like do one thing, and then you're fighting Fontaine, and he's just like this big weird like hulked out roid machine that looks like the statue, and you're like, what the fuck happened? Like, what are plasmids? I I don't understand what's going on. That was just every boss back then for every game. I know, I know, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the sort of stuff, that's the sort of stuff where by today's standards, you're like, I mean, there's still a lot of games that end that way, and it's it's hilarious them in them too, but yeah, you just sort of like, wow, Bioshock's so revered. And then you look at the final boss, you're like, what is this stupid bullshit? <laughs> um, and then I went on to Bioshock Infinite, which I, I have avoided mm. replaying primarily just because I played it 
you know, a few times in when it came out, and and I know that game very well. Totally. Uh, like I have f- like fifty hours on it in the game before I started replaying it. So that's like two or three full plays, and then the DLC, right? Mm-hmm. So I I knew that game pretty well. Uh, and I also wanted to avoid some of it uh, replaying because there was definitely a uh, post Bioshock Infinite like turn uh, in a certain sex on the internet of like this game might actually be kind of shit in a lot of its storytelling, mm. and I I worried about like revisiting it and having it sort of fall apart. And I, I I I'm not the the parts of Bioshock Infinite story that aren't great are not particularly bothersome to me. It's just sort of like a bit of I mean I'm a, I like. I'm a white guy, so like I'm not really right. offended by anything, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of just like is the are the 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 poor people rebelling? They're also just as bad as the rich evil people, and it's like, well, that's a not the best point of view by today's standards. But I just it's like whatever. I don't yeah. Really give the a shit. the implication that the working like the implication of the vox populi being like some yeah. analog for the working class, and then like and that they're, they're like surfi- just as evil yeah, as like, the like the rich are you masters, yeah. and it's like. Eh, yeah, it's a but really... But, like, the it, thing about Bioshock, both games, is, like, these are not actually very... They're not particularly smart games. They're just... They're really... They're very smart, dumb action blockbuster games is what they actually mm. are. And I respect that a lot. And I would say this about Bioshock Infinite. Holy fuck, some of the production values in that game are unbelievable yeah, still bonkers like i'm like it it holds up i have not actually finished it weirdly i got super bored of the combat because mm. i thought i thought bioshock one had a lot of combat holy shit yeah. bioshock infinite the whole ending and a fight though so like it's not oh i haven't even gotten like to Oof. comstock's house yet yeah, so i've got another like four hours much. i remember the ship part being just endless but uh and and again it's like i'm using the carbine and yeah. the pistol, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. And I'm, and it's very satisfying, you know. You just pop everyone's heads, but it's like I'm at eight hours of doing the exact same thing for combat, and I just got bored of it. Totally. Um, but yeah, the the things about Infinite that really hold up are the production values. The the art, yeah, is exceptional. Still, I mean, I was so obsessed with like the early parts of that game, just as from a oh, Columbia presentation oh. perspective, was always amazing. Uh, as I get older, I always appreciate sound design more and more. And Bioshock Infinite is one of the best sounding games ever. Mm. Unbelievable how good everything sounds in that game. The little, like, there's this weird, like, announcement sound when Comstock does his speeches. Mm. Um, from his, like, blimp. That's like this weird, like, or <clears throat> it's like, a <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. Mm-mm. It's like, a, it's like a. Like that. It's like this weird sigh, and it's just such a weird, mechanical, creepy sound. And then the little, like, songbird, songbird uh, statue. Yeah, gets me every time. And the songbird sounds itself. And the music, They I remember reading about it. Like, they were very inspired by the music in There Will Be Blood. And you can really hear that, like, Johnny Greenward uh, skeleton dance sound. Mm. Um, and then those old throwback covers of, like... The old, the uh, remastered music, like God Only Knows uh, from the Beach Boys and Girls Just Want to Have Fun. All that stuff is yeah. so cool. Everybody wants so, to rule the world. That cover it, of Everybody Rules all of, the world it's, is so good. It's, all the sound design in that game is unreal. Like the voice acting is excellent. The treatment of the, just every little sound in with the way they were like remix sounds from Bioshock 1. Yes. Uh, all that stuff. Exceptional. Totally amazing still. Uh, but yeah, I, it. it 
I just got burnt out on the combat and haven't actually finished it yet, and I I don't know that I will. I mean, it's not like mm. I don't remember where that game goes, but mm, also yeah. the last few hours of that game have some of the best stuff in it. Like, I'm just about to get to the part where they yeah. explain, like, the Bioshock 1 connection, you know, where it's like, yeah. Fitz, Fitz, what? Fitz, uh, no, uh, whatever. The, the guy was like, they opened a portal to Bioshock and they like shot, saw the big daddies and that's why they built the, the yeah. handyman and like all that stuff is so much fun. It is, yeah. Um, I, I wish I had gotten to it and maybe I still will, but uh, it was interesting to revisit. I would say like both games, I went into both games worried that they were going to fall apart for me and both games I would say simultaneously hold up and do not hold up in mm. different ways from each other. Um, and so it was, it was interesting to go back to them. Do you think you'll play Burial um, at Sea? No, if you're no, not going to finish I did Infinite, not, then you uh, won't be able to play Burial at Sea. I, will, I did not like Burial at Sea. I even remember uh, when it. Yeah. I played it when it came out. I was very excited, and I did not like it at all. It felt like weird fan fiction. It feels, uh, like, it, it feels like Twin Peaks Season 2. Like, so oh, hard. yeah, I do it's remember. So it was weird. weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not like it at all. We actually reviewed it. Uh, yeah. It was one of our first, first reviews. reviews. Yeah. It, was, it was Bioshock Infinite, and then... Um, and Hello then, and like, welcome to our review for Bioshock oh, Infinite. Um, I still sound the same, we dude. Did, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember being very not into that DLC and sure. just like the way it, it just felt like weird fan fiction that was like trying to connect the two games in a way that was like not interesting. I, I think, I think <clears> the <throat> best part about Bioshock Infinite was always the very end bits, not with the Comstock Booker DeWitt stuff, which is always just kind of goofy. But it was the like, don't ever bother making a Bioshock game again part of that ending, where it's just like, there's always a man, there's always a lighthouse. Like, mm -hmm. what's the point in all these other games that you might want to make if you shut us down, which they then did, of course. Yeah. And uh, that was always the most fascinating. Like, all the stuff with the twins, you know, the multi dimensional twins, the, the, the Lutesses, yeah. like, they're so great. All that stuff is, all the multi dimensional stuff is yeah. delightful. Doesn't really get um, touched in video games very often. No. Well, it, that see the interesting thing about that what i was just going to bring up is that it's still fun but it also doesn't feel fresh anymore Be at the time it did like multi-dimensional was you know like the multiverse was not a concept in pop culture yeah. 10 years ago but now like it's the marvel thing right mm. you know like the idea of multiple dimensions interacting with each it other bioshock infinite and fringe it was it was that was it those were the only two and they were doing they were amazing, and it felt like, wow, this is some seriously crazy shit yeah. for my, like, relatively mainstream Fringe was never relatively, it was, you know, kind of a niche show, mm -hmm, but yeah, Bioshock Infinite was, like, a big blockbuster that was just, like, doing crazy shit with the multiverse, basically. Um, yeah. And so, like, I still very much enjoy those parts of that, and it, they're very clever with how they use it, but it also doesn't feel as unique anymore because like the Spider-Man movie, you know, and the, the, <laughs> yeah. the Marvel verse, right. It's just like multi-dimensions. Like it's everywhere now, basically. Um, but yeah, uh, I am absolutely fascinated about what this next Bioshock game will right, be. Right. Yeah. Get around. Cause it is coming, you know, and yeah. probably, probably we're probably going to hear about it sooner than we probably realize. Cause it's been in development for many years now and gotta be the game awards. Jeff's got it. I would not, yeah. Jeff has uh, got Awards. it. Jeff has got it. Absolutely. Yeah. There were rumors earlier this year saying, like, it's going to be revealed this year and probably be out, like, next fall or something, which checks out. Like, they started working on this, like, five years ago. Four or five years ago. And they, um, there's a lot of, like, 
good names working on that game that were that aren't Ken Levine because he's apparently a, a re- I mean you, you know whatever yeah um but right. like the the guy <laughs> that was like the art director of Bioshock One is on this game like the guy that was the lead level designer of Prey the twenty seventeen's Prey is working on this game you know it's like these are people that are smart and know what they're doing um so I'm yeah I'm fascinated to see what they can do with Bioshock yeah. now that we've taken. I mean, if it comes out next year, it'll be a decade since Bioshock Infinite. So, you know, 10 years off with no Bioshock, what does that look like now after we've had sort of this... After it already shone say, the light would, in on itself. Well, a- after that, as well as, you know, we've kind of had a soft renaissance, uh, and that has also already died off of, like, the w- the immersive sim shooter yeah. sort of had a big comeback in, like, 2015 to 2019, and then has unfortunately sort of started to die off again mm. um but you know a lot of things were learned i think with dishonored and prey and and other games similar to those uh so yeah i i am so fascinated to see what they do with that mm-hmm. um it was yeah it was I, i'm glad that i went back i always like replaying and revisiting things it's just mm. being in the right space for it and uh sort of learning more about why i did i liked it and also recontextualizing Totally. How I feel about it now that I'm old and sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Playing all those games in 2020 was wild, especially yeah. when you have a corrupted Bioshock 2 save that won't let you quit the game. Mm. <laughs> I think I replayed them in 2020 as well. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I remember you. I, I think you, both of you and Dawson, I think all replayed those games. And I tried and I was like, no, it's too soon. I still can't play Bioshock. Sure. I've, I, it's, but, um, I feel that yeah. way about Half-Life every time. I feel that way about mm. Half-Life 2 every time. But it's like, there's still like so much of that game I do not remember. But I, I love I, that game. I do love that game as well. Yeah. Um, and then the other big replay that I've been doing recently for work purposes has been Bloodborne. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I am uh, I'm a decent ways into Bloodborne. I think I finished... I was looking this morning, there's like 16 like levels, you know, so-called levels uh, or zones. And I think I've done 11 of them. Uh, And I'm like maybe 15 hours in. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I'm level 71 already. Like, (laughs) oh my God. Um, Here's a controversial statement. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Um, Bloodborne still fucking owns. <laughs> oh wow. wait, that's not controversial. Wow. Uh, yeah, Bloodborne is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised by how completely unfazed I am by the 30 FPS. But my, we've talked about this before. My brain is weird when I have a controller in my hands. Uh, doesn't bother me in the slightest whatsoever. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting <laughs> revisiting it after so much Elden Ring Definitely. because the muscle memory better. and well, it, uh, yeah, yeah, th- there's a, the linear, like, focus of it, I think, makes for a better game, I, I, yeah. I think. I mean, um, I've only played, like, three hours of Dark Souls 3 recently, but I'm feeling what you're feeling. Yeah, I just, I, I don't feel like I'm missing anything mm-hmm. in Bloodborne that was in Elden Ring. Like, the open world part of it, I, I'm... I haven't even thought about it once while playing it because it it because the world is still very interconnected. It their games when they you know I think Dark Souls was or Dark Souls Two was a little more like linear, uh, a little less interconnected. I don't know, but um, 
Like, Bloodborne feels practically like an open world game because of how interconnected it is. And, you know, I haven't hit any points where it's like there's a boss blocking my path yeah. to the rest of the game that I can't kill them. Um, but I also don't think I'm going to encounter that because I've figured out how to play those games. Mm-hmm. Um, I've sort of, you know, cracked the code after so much Elden Ring. But um, yeah, nothing from Elden Ring, aside from there, there's a few quality of life things, of course, that are in jump. Elden Ring that are great. <laughs> the jump, easy jumping, uh, being able to find your souls, having a little compass indicator mm-hmm. where your souls are is kind of nice. Mm. Um being able to see how many souls are required to level up on your stat screen is nice. It saves you a trip. Uh, being able to upgrade at the bonfire, which I know is how most... No. Uh, most of the... All the... Was Elden Ring the first one where you could just upgrade at the bonfire? You didn't have to go and talk to someone? I think so, yeah. At home base? Yeah. Having to go back... And Bloodborne, you know, it was notorious for its loads when it came out. There's a lot of loading in that game. It's a, It's quite a bit faster now, but, you know, it's not been unlocked for the uh, ps5 speeds or anything so it's still like 20 or 30 seconds like having to go back to the hunter's dream to upgrade yourself mm-hmm. is a little obnoxious for sure um there's way less weapon variety of course uh like i have access to maybe eight six eight weapons but i think i think the focus just makes for a sharper game yeah i agree i think part Part of it is, like, I'm just really tired of most open-world stuff, yeah. to, for the most part. I, or more, I, I would say I'm actually rather more just interested in linear experiences right now. Like, where the fuck is the Uncharted PC release? Yeah, I hell? want to... Mm. I don't know. Like, I, there was a rumor it was going to be out at the beginning of June, and they still haven't said anything. It's been, like, out on the PS5 for nine months now. Anyways... I just want more linear things because it's very tiring to have to think about where to go and what to do constantly in every game ever and in life constantly. And it's just, uh, you know. Yep. But um, yeah, the level design is so good in that game. I, it, the intricacy with everything that is... Every area connects to something else. Like you can walk from the spawn of that game to the end of the game, you know, with... I think there might be one transition, one load you would have to do. You'd have to like load into the weird uh, Mensis nightmare school, and then I think you're good, and you can get to the rest of it from there. And that still feels unique. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it still feels like From is the only one that's managed to do that that level of, like, interconnected level design world all feeding into Mm -hmm. itself. Um, And it just, it just, yeah, it just feels so much more focused. The, uh, and then everything else just holds up perfectly. Like the art is still in- incredible. I think, I think you could just scale it to 4K 60 without remastering anything, and I think yeah, the art in that so. game would be perfect. Like, mm. uh, you know, I mean, obviously, like a little lower resolution texture stuff than what we're used to by now. But aside from that, like the just the level of detail everywhere uh, is is crazy. Uh, the enemy variety is amazing. Of course, they're all difficult to fight. The bosses are uh, really good still, um, even though they're pretty easy. By I don't know, maybe I don't know. I from games are. We definitely <laughs> talked about this with Elden Ring. They were they, people have always said they're harder than I think they actually are. If you if you know how to play mm. a game and you're not being a fucking idiot, yeah, uh, you, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Um, my last session last night was the first like properly difficult. Mm-hmm. time i've had in the 
let's say I was at the 14 hour mark at that point. I had died, I think, 21 times. Uh, and then in the hour I played last night, I died like 16 times. So, you know, I almost Ooh. doubled my death count in one level, basically. But uh, like almost every single boss I've done on my first go, and it's been chill and but still satisfying you know just the right difficulty yeah i'm using the pizza cutter from the dlc so i ran into the dlc and got the the pizza cutter weapon uh so i wasn't using i'm not using the axe i'm being good and using a new new weapon that's probably the the trickiest part is like you have to sort of commit to the weapon because there aren't a lot of crafting materials which i think is fairly standard right uh, it's not like Elden Ring where you just get an absolute shitload of everything and you can... I'd say Dark Souls, you can probably be comfortable with two to three a run. Right. Different ones. How many How many weapons could you max out, like get to plus 10, would you say? I have no idea. Yeah. Because sure in, in Bloodborne, you to can... Top, uh, to plus 10. Right. In Bloodborne, you can get one weapon to plus 10 per playthrough, which is... It feels low, but I guess Elden Ring, it's only like, three or four per per type of weapon. Yeah, it's one replaying uh, Dark Souls three. It's been it's been a long time. I haven't like yeah. really got into it since like twenty seventeen probably. Right. Yeah, so it's been it's been good. There the 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 frustrating thing about Bloodborne is all the spots that we complained about or all the things that I complained about with um Elden Ring are still are obviously still there in Bloodborne. It's more rather a complaint about Elden Ring. It's just like the things that were bad in Bloodborne are still bad in Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, mm. Some of them are a little worse. The camera in Bloodborne is uh, quite a bit worse than Elden Ring, but it's, you know, it was still shit in Elden Ring, but it is, uh, it's bad at times in Bloodborne. Like, it is fucking mm, terrible. Um, and, you know, just like clunky UI and poor tech, perf- I mean, it runs fine, It's but it's locked to 30 FPS, obviously. Uh the stupid shit where it's like the message, like you picked an item up and you have to clear that message before you can dodge again. It's gotten me killed a few times. And it's like, we're still doing this like six, seven years later. You guys haven't fixed any of these problems in Elden Ring, uh, which is frustrating. But uh, yeah, I, I think I realized this the other night. I think the secret for me to not get frustrated playing from games is to, and it really is not, it's a, bad road to go down but i think making content out of them keeps me cool. i know it sweet. makes me sick Ugh. Oh, like it gross, keeps man. a certain like it keeps a certain like rage at bay because i'm because people recording. are watching <laughs> well no you know i mean i can just edit true, it all true. out of course but like i don't know maybe also just but who's to say you hours. would be mad if you weren't recording content do you I know, feel like I know, you're holding that's... anything back no, no. Bloodborne feels very easy, honestly. Like, I think uh, that's the other part of it is just, like, I played so much Elden Ring that, like, all this muscle memory yeah. is now... I've got it all now, for sure. Um, so, like, as soon as I booted... You know, the control scheme hasn't changed at all. And, the games, uh, like, before Elden Ring, they're not hard if you know how to play them. That was why yes. people mm. gravitated towards them. Elden yeah. Ring was, like, I, the I, first I, game which felt like it didn't give a shit about if you were good at the game. It was just an asshole. Elden Ring? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you... Well, I don't <laughs> Elden Ring felt extremely easy for the most part, but, you know, we had that conversation and we know why that's... Yeah. We feel differently about that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's interesting picking it up and being like, yeah, okay, I know exactly the controls, I know what type of weapon I want to use now, I know when to back off, and so, the result of that is just it, it feels 
uh, very easy. And the last, my session last night was the first time I got like pissed off playing it. Mm. Uh, but even by the end of it, like I had wrapped around and be to, you know, ended it feeling fine. Well, so well, Bush, I don't know. It's, it, it was, uh, it was the Yargul unseen village. So it's the, um, it ends with the, the one reborn, which is the big, oh, the big giant globby piece of shit, flesh blob that comes from the moon, and it, like vomits um, garbage on your head from the sky. Yeah, easy, easy boss fight. It's the level, like the the enemies leading up to it that were fucking so annoying, man. Mm-hmm. And there's one room where there are three hunters in it that all attack yeah, you at the same time. I and I was like. I definitely ran past those guys when I was playing it on my own. Like I, there's no way in hell I fought those things in 2015. No way. I, I definitely one at a time. I think you can't. You can't. Really? I tried, and they all rush at you. You have to like chip damage them. I do remember away. they don't yeah. respawn once one of them's dead. I believe. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Once you've killed it. Yeah, yeah. I remember but, that room. Um, I yeah. It's it's interesting how much I remember from one playthrough, and then because that game, you know. It sticks with you for, for a reason because it's the art and world are so good. Mm. Uh, it is their best world by a oh, country yeah. mile, uh, not just in terms of art, but just like general vibes, the sound design, the lore, like everything is so interconnected. And it was the first thing uh, they tried outside of Dark Souls. Yeah, I know it's crazy, and and so okay. Oh right, th- I'm glad you said that because it just triggered like. It plays quite differently from the sort of Dark Souls, or it plays different enough oh, from yeah. the Dark Souls style, and it's still my favorite playing of the lot. Not that I've like touched the Dark Souls games in, in a very long time, but um, the short little sidestep you do when you're locked on feels so good. It's so snappy. Mm. Um, and then the, the gun interrupt thing is yeah. way more fun than the shields or any of that shit. I would like to know how I feel about Bloodborne right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'd it's love to. such such a fucking weird like pile. Like I don't know what they're doing, not having ever like cleaned that game up in any it's capacity. Mad. It's it's like it's like there's some weird like secret like Somebody. legal business reason that we're not privy to that they just can't talk about. Where it's like we literally can't. No one can touch this game because it, it, it's like one of the most revered games yeah. of the last 15 years. And every insider still... has said there's like nothing happening. Like yeah. no one's heard anything. The most savvy of the savvy know nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And and it's not like it's a dead game. Like I've been helping people beat bosses for videos like I did in Elden Ring. No, it takes five seconds yeah. for for the main like difficult bosses. Instantly, I'm I'm matched with people. People love that game. Um. It's shocking that it has never seen any any love uh, because it's like the four, a 4K60 patch yeah. would be a revelation. It's very Nintendo release. in uh, spirit. It's it's mm. just we have this thing you love. Na, 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 na. Yeah, it's bizarre though at this point. Yeah. Like they know people want it desperately. So why hasn't it happened? And it's yeah. not like this is just in the last six months. This is like three years now that we've been. I, I'd put like, it up there with Super Mario Galaxy 2 for me. Just like they mm, have it, just like and, they're just, and they're just like, why are you not doing anything with it? Mm. Yeah. Hear yeah. me out. Which I, Bloodborne the, remake, and then wow. Bloodborne, uh, Bloodborne Rebirth, and then a third one. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> title TBD. Regenesis. I mean, Re, um, Remoon. Yeah. It, I, I, 
it does i think it is part of just like the the japanese game dev mentality like from all the years of listening to people talk about it as well it's just they their work style is just like we make the thing we ship it and we move on and we have no but they did like, demon souls no no what i mean is like but that was sony that did that right like sony that's the weird thing it's like sony owns bloodborne so they should be onto this, right? But like from Soft, I get it. They they're not going to touch it. It's fine. Like they made the game and they just move on. And they're like, is it good? People like it. Oh, cool. Anyways, we're making another thing now. Like we don't give a shit. But yeah, the the Sony making Demon Souls, you know, paying for that, shipping that as a launch game, but never doing anything for Bloodborne. And I do believe Sony owns the Bloodborne IP and not from Soft. So it's like, God, fucking it, damn it. It is. It is possibly the the greatest mystery in gaming for me it's like why have they not done this mm-hmm. it's only a- like you could sell a few million copies of that game in like oh in, yeah, in on a ps5 week. and pc M- minimum oh yeah the piece a pc release would sell like yeah six five million copies mm-hmm. i would like easy no problem uh it's so bizarre it's so bizarre but yeah i'm uh i'm very impressed by how much it holds up and how much i'm getting that like i just want to I just want to go and play some Bloodborne. Like I just, I don't even want to like record anything. I just want to, I just want to play play a little Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Bloodborne, yeah. Uh, I tried the Chalice Dungeons uh, on my own without uh, rolling on anything, and uh, uh, they're very boring. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Joe. We spent like two hours trying to do with them in co-op one day, and yeah. it was a complete shit show as expected. And then we never, I never touched them. And uh, yeah, they're. But it's interesting looking at them and then looking at Elden Ring dungeons, and you're like, oh yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. This is where they started doing this, right? Uh, yeah. It's, but man, very, very dull. It's too bad because there are unique bosses mm-hmm. at the end of each of those levels. And uh, but I still have the DLC. I I I got through most of the DLC. I think I had two bosses left, and I will definitely replay that. That's uh, where the game gets fucked up from, hard, apparently. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to the fish village, so I got pretty close to the final boss there, I believe. But um, that orphan, of course. Orphan, oh yeah, the orphan. Mm. Yeah, I would like to do that whole DLC for sure. I, I, I'm almost at the end of the like content road. I would say for it. Um, and then what'll happen is I'll probably just play it the rest of it on my own, and I will be curious to see how I enjoy it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I would like to see it to conclusion. Yeah, mm. which I, I really never would have thought I would replay a FromSoft game. Let alone, I, I mean. Six or seven years ago, I never thought I would be able to play one of those games, but then I did, and I eventually beat Bloodborne in 2019, but I never would have thought I would replay it because it's just so exhausting. But uh, I guess Elden Ring just broke something in me. Uh, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> As but video games ruined... so bad. Yeah, it definitely, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's why, yeah, that's, well, that's, that seems like a logical conclusion. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's really been it. It's been a very quiet. I just like when you spend hours every day looking at games and playing them for work stuff, like I, I've just not been in the mood for playing anything when I'm done. Like when I leave my office, I'm like, I'm good. I'm done with games for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do something else. So yeah, it's fair. I think it hasn't, yeah. uh, I am reckoning very much with all of the games that we need are already out uh, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. watching a cornucopia of tim rogers reviews does not help that sentiment in the slightest mm. understanding what is already out and 
the needs that we need to fulfill. Um, it's getting easier to look backwards than it is to look forward. Um, yeah, I don't know. I definitely have like a, a very strong list of indie games that I, I'm going to be playing, you know, totally the, in, soon. the indies are, the indies are all right. Yeah. The indies are yeah. doing just fine. And, but yeah, it's, but know. also like, you know, you can only play indies for so long and then you're like, I want the big hamburger meal, you know, yeah. from yeah. big, big steak graphics i think it's more for me that it's it's not about always needing triple a to satiate my thirst it's more that indies can kind of slowly blend together because yeah a lot of them aren't always the most inspired yeah in general well and that's the same for triple a as well for sure you know Uh, if we got like a Obra Din every two weeks. I would play every single one of them. Not specifically just Obra Din over and over, but you know, a, a ma- an amazing yeah. original indie product. Then mm-hmm. I would never need AAA games. It's just not how that industry works because a lot of the developers exactly. are new and learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even indie and then, developers probably play it kind of safe with stuff they know works in the indie market. Yeah, or well, are inspired definitely. by stuff they played. Et you can see the yeah. patterns that have formed. There's over a lot of patterns. Yeah. The indie, yeah. the indie pool would be a lot. Like that's just it. Um, accessibility of the indie pool would make the uh, quantity of those games feel kind of samey. Like mm. a lot of them just would because of the source of inspiration. A lot of those games that do can just come out and be cheap, um, and were made cheap. A lot of those, yeah, they're gonna lack polish. But I feel like a lot of those are gonna be the same because there's gonna be more of them coming from the similar-minded people who were inspired by similar-minded inspirations. Yeah, and we end up getting a lot of the similar products for nineteen ninety nine. What if Dark Souls was a card game? What if we did Dark Souls with rats? What if it like... was a roguelite, but you were a cat? What if it was so funny? Um, seeing all the like tunic reviews of like, it's an amazing Dark Souls meets Zelda. I'm like, that is not what this game is at all. You will only be disappointed with two D Zelda games after playing Tunic. Like, if you try to compare uh, Tunic and yeah. Zelda. You're gonna you're gonna be in for a bad time with Zelda games. Also, like those parts of Tunic are the worst parts of Tunic. I think they're fine. It's just the combat sucks. I don't like yeah. isometric. I guess in that way, I would rather just the straight ninety degree. I turned on down. stamina mode, like infinite stamina, and for some of the bosses, I, like I think the all level the level design bosses. of Tunic. I just and like the art design of the locations. I just thought the combat felt slow and fat and sluggish. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, the combat was not good for that game, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I feel completely fine just not playing a whole lot of games for a few months at a time. Um, and it's nice to revisit some things. I don't, you know. I don't think, I don't think there's a way I could not be playing more games <laughs> than there is right now. You be gaming, dude. I be, yeah. I got means, and I got games time. to play. Yeah, like I, being, being honest, time, even though my yeah. list was way longer. It's more me jumping in and playing shorter experiences or trying right. things out for two to three hours, honestly. You're joining yeah, yeah. me. You're finally joining me here on the ship of just try and play everything. Like, Yeah, I've been like just trying a lot of... I've been fishing. I've been fishing mm, right now, looking for right, something. But yeah. Nothing's really, I don't know, got me. I even like got desperate yeah. and tried that Rumbleverse game for a couple of hours. Ugh. That looked... When I saw you playing that and not Multiverses, I was like, what the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> well, multiverse, I don't like the Smash Bros thing. I thought punching people with was kind of fun looking, and it was kind of fun sure. looking, but then it was mostly yeah. annoying and I stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good to like, just not 
for me at least, it's good to not just like only play games all year round. Yeah, it's nice I haven't to been a break playing just... a huge amount, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like Code of the Lambs, oh, what, I, like stop. 10 hours compared to Ben's right. 30 and Final Fantasy oh, yeah. VII Ben's, and his... Ben's probably played more than both of us can... Uh, almost would, certainly yeah, played I would, more than I would both say of us so, can yeah. I have been playing... Like Bioshock was like seven hours. Mm-hmm. Infinite, I put like six, seven hours mm-hmm. into and Bloodborne, I'm maybe 15 into it. Uh, and Yeah, like Far like, Sales I, was five to six hours for the whole thing. Yeah. It's like okay, I play I play a little Destiny here and there, and that's about, and then that's about it. So I like uh, I played ten hours of Battlefield alone. This past Jesus, week. Like, you're gaming, I've been, dude. I've been playing. Oh, I did play a little bit of the uh, Forza Horizon For, Forza Horizon Five Hot Wheels DLC. I played a few. Yeah, hours that, that. looks good. Was it good? Okay, it looked a little. Okay. It's, uh, it looked like it wasn't it's a little doing too well, but. It, it it's a little slow to start. They have you in like weirdly slow cars for the first first. It few looked like hours. The, the idea was better than the outcome. It's, yeah, I mean, it's just Forza Horizon, but you're on Hot Wheels tracks, mm-hmm. and it looks weird and crazy, yeah. And you're on a um, track, which is, like, almost antithetical to Horizon. Some of, most thing. of it's on a track. It's, it it does go off the tracks here and there, but <laughs> it is mostly on the Hot Wheels tracks, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the weirdest part about that DLC is you, like, you you drive your car into a massive slingshot, and it launches you into the sky, and this entire world just exists in the clouds. Like, there's no logical explanation for any of it. Fantastic. Uh, which, which is pretty good. I appreciate it. But uh, That sounds good. I would say Forza Horizon 5 is, like, too much of a good thing at this point. Like, I was starting to feel this way with 4, but then 5 is just, like, it's the same game again for the fifth time, and it's still exceptional, but it's, like... They've not really changed it up at all, and I, I've I played like I've played a very small amount of Forza Horizon Five, unfortunately. Even though I think it's an amazing game, uh, and the Hot Wheels DLC is also fun, but it's like again, this was they did this for Forza Horizon Three, and it was really funny there, and it was you know it was cool, mm. but it's like I, I would like to see them uh, more substantially mix it up. Mm-hmm. or whatever they wherever they go because they're going to keep making those games for sure they do so well yeah, especially yeah. after five oh my god bigger but, than ever um, really it is yeah but i would like to just see them uh yeah do do something different with it i don't know what though they probably won't and that's that's fine but i i i can definitely feel myself getting ready for and excited for the like potential increase in game releases that are coming maybe Mm. like i don't want to jinx it but like you know we've been saying it as a joke for many years but next year does seem (laughs) likely to have a lot of things in it at the very least like december january february march has a lot of stuff in it and it's like i'm excited for that i'm like and then nothing until 2024 (laughs) i think some of the like sort of summer malaise has just been like I'm ready for next gen to get going. Like we're st- all these games are just so there's a real familiarity to everything mm-hmm. that's been coming out the last two years yeah. and all the cross gen and mm-hmm. I want some new spicy flavors in my gaming yeah. and we I we just haven't gotten that yet and you know that's fine like we're you know COVID fucked things up real bad for sure uh, and for that's sure. fine that's fine but yeah. I would like to see in the next twelve months. Well, I'll give them to the end of next year. Like we need to, we need some like knock your hair off or knock your socks off, blow your hair back. Like holy shit, I need something like that. Yeah, in, in soon because it's just been very, very, very familiar for too long. 
Agreed. Agreed. Two years. Two years this November since the PS5 came out. Uh, yeah. And the Xbox. And it's like, what do we have to show for it? Pretty much nothing, really. I mean, it's not like there haven't been a few good exclusives. or But, like, they're, they're all cross-gen. And, you see a trailer uh, for Starfall and you're like, I'm going back to bed till next gen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's definitely been a few exclusives, literally. Yeah. You know, three. Three or so. I mean, the best like next gen game was Returnal, but like nothing about it was next gen. It was just yeah. a fucking good game. Um, Ratchet. Everything else, like Ratchet, was nothing about Ratchet was particularly next gen except for the visuals as well. Mm-hmm, it was yeah. just like it's just a fun Ratchet game. It's yeah. it, it, you know. So, um, twenty fifteen, we had you know, Bloodborne. Did, Bloodborne came out in twenty fifteen. Not necessarily a particularly next gen feeling game, but. Uh, the Witcher 3, you know, in May, like that was a mod, like God. that felt like a next gen game. That was like, this is a huge ass open world game mm-hmm. uh, in a, in a way that we haven't seen before. And I just, yeah, we really haven't had anything that has been like, Ooh, hello. Wow. Yeah, this is yeah. exciting. Te- I want to feel excited about the tech. Yeah. Again. Like we want because like a cyberpunk, but not broken situation. Yeah. The dream of something yeah. like that happening of that scale. Yeah. For- I think we're going to, you know, we'll start to get there next year for sure. Forspoken out March 2023. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're no, not going to believe uh, this one, uh, guys. <laughs> There's something I can uh, do now. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know if you heard, but uh, I got magic powers. <laughs> <laughs> ben, did you do some VO work for that game? or sort of sounds I might just like fly it. next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, what would you say if <laughs> you found yourself with a lot of free time? Even even all the stuff that is coming that we know in from the like December to March period, like none of it's next genny. Like it just it just looks like a bunch of fun good games. Yeah. Ragnarok like, maybe he, like, we keep skipping. Ra- Ragnarok's literally a PS4 game. Like I'm not saying uh, it's not a PS4 game, but but I I mean yeah. Ragnarok's gonna be a fucking great game. But like yeah. I don't expect anything particularly revelatory from it, mm, and maybe yeah. I'll be wrong because. They're a very good studio, and they've had a lot of time on it, obviously. But, but it's like, so new, you know. so you kind of know. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck yeah, like last I know of us exactly. In a, last of us is in a week. Holy shit! Sorry. Well, who? I mean, that game's ten years old, and it's like Dead Space. It's like oh, it's a Dead Space remake. That's exciting. Yeah. Callisto Protocol. It's a Dead Space remake. That's exciting. <laughs> like Resident Evil Four. It's a Resident Evil Four remake. That's exciting. Yeah. Harry Potter. It's like it's a Sony game, but Harry Potter. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm into all that stuff, but I want. Yeah, I want like the Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. moment. I'm with you. I'm with you. Or a new Doom moment. Was like holy shit. A new where'd IP, this come from? or like a yeah, or just something that really blows your. Mind I want an Outer Wilds moment. I don't want it to look like No Man's Sky, but like yeah, please show me a new. Please just show me a I'm new not, thing. Was Outer Wilds nineteen? Twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah. So it's been May, three years since uh, a game blew my ass out open. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Have you recovered from that physically? I have not. <laughs> I still oh, wow. can't okay. sit down. Uh, you, ne- you never see his bottom half on camera. It's <laughs> true. I got yeah, a standing it's desk after that. It's a cacophonous uh, nightmare. Joe, excuse me, but uh, Psychonauts 2 came out last year, dude. That's like, true. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Half-Life Alex came out in 2020. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was oh, crazy good. Yeah. Half-Life. I mean, there have been lots of great games over the last couple of years, and there have been some amazing games this year. Man, this know, year like, sucks, dude. <laughs> but yeah, like... I'm looking at my top this 10 list and I'm sucks. like... The best game of the year is like going to just be Elden Ring and it's just an open world Dark Souls 4. Well, 
I'll I'll do my best to not do that. Yeah, How about that? It's That's sounding like it's sounding I like I want it to be my number one. Hold on, this I know it's, 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 it's not, sounding like yeah. there. It's sounding like we already know Jameson's number one game of the year. What what would you say? I have no idea. The f- the friendships we made along the way. No, oh. it's tunic. Oh, tunic, yeah. tunic, absolutely. Of yeah. <laughs> um, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, I yeah. That'll be the next thing can... we all record. So probably yeah. At this rate, yeah, yeah. I hope I can put ten games on a list. That's all I'm worrying about this year. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I've done a bad yeah. job at game tracking this year, so it's mm. I have no. I guess idea. worst worst case, I'll just put Bloodborne on the list for the third time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard a podcast dub those as Go Toys. Games of the other years. <laughs> <laughs> James like, always has that. We always have a go toy. Oh yeah, I do yeah. that every year. At this point, mainly to like piss yeah. people. But also, it's like oh whatever. And we have a. If a Bloodborne's one show. of the best games I played this yeah. year, like it's going on the list again. Best, I don't give best a shit. Old game. Best old game yeah, is always the game. awards. Yeah. I like that award. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I stole that from Giant Bomb. They've been doing that for a very long time. That's a good, one. It's a good a, award. I'm gonna have a lot of nominees for that. Guy. <laughs> <My boom laughs> oh Ben has. My boomer is not my boomer weekly boomer update this thing is not good it's still hanging in there though fuck it fell over during this recording and uh, <laughs> Shit. uh it's looking like it's got like two of those left in it so <laughs> <laughs> well so perfect it'll last until next spring yeah <laughs> <laughs> two more recordings oh, that's God. all we need Jesus. Okay. Uh, all right all right okay all right I, I I will hopefully have played through like the or played a a talking a discussions amount worth of the like six or seven indie mm, games yeah. that we that Joe talked about. You're gonna have uh, come back to next time and have played all of Dragon Quest Eleven, or I'll come back from Scotland and just quit video games completely and just be like, yeah, I'm good, I'm done. Like I best can, yeah. outcome. Oh, that that's the dream. Yeah. Take a vacation and then realize. What have I been doing for the last 15 years playing all these stupid games? If there's one thing I've heard from Tim Rogers, it's that death is the only video game vacation. Wow. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, and How that's much a, longer? What's 65 years? Shit. That's, oh, well, here's what I'm saying, guys. 2080, do you body swap? Do you just do it? Um, no. To escape the games, No. <laughs> I got a based piss. on based on your yeah yeah man. I yeah how about that <laughs> Thank, hey uh defend the house uh on YouTube defend the house two on Facebook defend the Twitch uh thanks for listening love you so much tell your D- friends damn that was snappy and, co- mm, and quite sad actually mm. oh guys great to chat again have yeah. to do this again soon uh Joe I'll be talking to you on Monday obviously <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, love you all. Bye. Bye.